What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Chronicles of Runeterra. I am Mike. And I'm Sean. And we are finally back again for another episode. It has been Ugh. far too long, man. It has. It has. <laughs> I mean, it's it's been a nice break. We hope everyone's kind of had a chance to kind of settle down for a little bit, enjoy, mm-hmm. you know, the, the winter break and, mm-hmm. and the New Year's and stuff. But I don't know, man. I, I and, you know, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I'm I'm feeling like. 2022 is actually going to be a pretty, pretty bomb year, um, like in a good way. So <laughs> yeah, maybe I shouldn't use that word. Bad word to describe it, but yeah, sure. <laughs> but no, I, I just I'm feeling really good about 2022. I don't, I, are you feeling this the same energy? Dude, I mean, like with well, like League of Legends now owns my life, I feel like. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> that's really what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm just like I'm so hyped like to another level now about League. I mean, like our since we've played started playing leagues fucking like mm-hmm. what was it like 10 no like 12 years ago now Two, right 2011 i think yeah because we like, played we played right at the beginning right as it came out of beta that's whenever we yeah, started well i i st- you started before me just a bit and then yeah just a bit and then riven came out and then i started right as right after riven came out right 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 And, um, so for, yeah, point being, we've been in love with this IP for so long, but it's been so interesting seeing like it just grow to what we always wanted it to be. (laughs) We manifested our destiny for some, (laughs) for a company out Uh, there somewhere. (laughs) I'll be honest. Like, I think it's, it's gone beyond exactly what I thought it could be capable of. Like, and I had, I had an idea. I was like, okay, this is an IP. It's a really interesting, Mm -hmm. compelling characters that are familiar, right? Like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, because in the beginning, League was just trying to get, you know, any type of, oh, what were you going to say? Well, no, I was going to say, like, just to help you out, it was was trying to emulate a popular, like, off-off game, right? It was a mod for a game originally that Mm -hmm. came out. And yeah, they kind of were trying to emulate that because, part of the group that founded this company riot were the ones that originally created that mod for warcraft that created this game well and and there's there's like a whole i mean you could probably do a documentary um they did actually the whole th- they, <laughs> they, did. <laughs> they did it's on netflix by the way everyone well, no no it, it actually i looked it is not on netflix right it's not now. on netflix uh, anymore it's not yeah i don't know why they oh, took wow. it down because yeah, yeah i watched I was, it on netflix <clears throat> same same and uh but the thing is, is like th- there was like a, you know, like a group of guys that uh, did the mod and then half mm-hmm. went one way and half went the other. And, mm-hmm. you know, they kind of stole some ideas from each other and stuff. And I mean, there are tons of juicy drama that you could probably dive into. Yeah. Um, but uh, but that was the thing is like, I mean, and it's funny, I was playing Legends of Runeterra. My, my buddy who's not familiar with the IP was was watching me play and he's like, is that Sub-Zero? <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> like uh, that's Shen. Uh, but I see why you say it's Sub Zero, uh, and then it's even funnier because, like, Riot's self-aware of this. You know, they, they're not denying it at all. Mm-hmm. They actually have a skin for Shen, right? Right. That, uh, is that looks like Scorpion, or, and and, and Sub Zero. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> well, yeah. A p- point being that, like. It has been a long road, and originally, no (laughs) one, not even they, thought that it would ever be what it is. But I I do remember us specifically saying, like, a long time ago, 
Uh, it was after I sent you that text of like a little like brief story of Uter. Cause oh I was my really God. into Uter I, at the time. I, I kid you not. I was trying to like, cause I remember saving it on yeah. one of my old Android phones and I've been, I've been every now and then I get this itch and I'm like, I got to find that text message. Cause it was so yeah. funny. Like, and uh it was it was good it was legit it was oh i've i read it multiple times i was like mike you're you're a writer like what are you doing with your life you know like (laughs) but it was it but that just shows you like we were literally at a point where we were uh encapsulating and emulating the characters through text (laughs) yeah that's how like (laughs) terrible terribly nerdy we are like we're that bad um like thank god we don't show our significant others. <laughs> yeah, th- this all stays internal. Okay, guys, don't be going talking about well, what we're saying we, right now. Now we know? let our nerd flag fly pretty high. So we whatever. do, we do. Um, so well, but, it's it's great too because we're starting to see a lot of people really get excited about this IP to the same level that we're excited yeah, about definitely. it. And I'm just like, this is. I mean, honestly, it's like it, it brings a tear to my eye because I'm just like, finally, like people are seeing what I've seen for so long, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So, and I yeah. think, you know, uh, just to put the final pin on what I was saying originally, like we did mm-hmm. talk about like, wouldn't it be awesome if this was a show? Cause I remember that's what we yeah. were talking about whenever I, I sent that Udra text so long ago. And yep. like, we, we thought that and we were like, Oh, it'd be crazy. But like, it seems so far off and here we are right with them opening up to their own cinematic universe. Yep. And it is more than we could ever ask for. Exactly. Like, yeah. It I really mean, is. Yeah. Arcane being what it is now and, and getting the appreciation that it has, uh, like critically, especially, you know, like, yeah, I don't think that everything needs to be critically val- validated, but it, it helps that like unanimously critics are all like, fuck, yeah, this is amazing. Hand in hand with the consumers and fans and non fans alike. You know yeah. what I mean? And we, we've seen that before where you go to Rotten Tomatoes and it's like, you know, the fans love it, but the critics, you know, bomb it or vice versa. Right. right? Exactly. Critics love it. This is just universal across exactly. the board. Like everyone loves it. And it just kind of, uh, I think, you know, I'm going to make a bold, I mean, I guess it's not that bold of a Uh-oh. prediction, but I think <laughs> we are going to enter in like, you know, we, we had, I mean, we still have the Marvel era, right? Mm-hmm. DC tried to do its thing and struggle bust on there. But um, I think we're going to be entering in an era where like, if you think league fans are, are fanatical right now, just wait. Just wait yeah. whenever like we start to see these characters emulated on and, uh, you know, displayed on screen because it's going to be mm-hmm. an exciting time. Um, and and sorry, I'm, I'll get off my. Soapbox, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. The, the beautiful thing about um, uh, League of Legends. Right. And in the IP, there's there's two things. Right. That I've kind of um, mm-hmm. distilled over the years. Number one is that. The diverse cast of characters allows people to engage with it really, really well, right? Yeah, there's a level uh, of resonance to, that other games don't have. Oh, I mean, then th- there's certain characters that you're just like, like people love, and you're gonna go, "Meh, I don't really care about it." But then right. a character will come out, and you'll be like, "Oh my god, I'm in love with this like, character." That's me. Like, yeah. this is who I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving forward, I am this person, you know. Um, but uh, but you know, it, it's got a, a a little bit of everything for everyone, um, yeah. which makes it really easy to grasp onto. The I, other think, thing. I think the writers oh, of Arcane, especially, like, I, I don't think anyone was expecting the level of resonance that we got with Arcane. I no, mean, even people, the even the writers and the showrunners were not expecting this at all. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the, sh- yeah. the God, the volumes of shipping memes that we've had for, for Caitlin <laughs> and Vaughn <laughs> alone, I think, tell that. So, yeah, that's that's definitely yeah. something. I'm um, no, sorry, I, I interrupted. Where were you going? Oh, and then number two, right? Mm-hmm. This one's more recent kind of revelation. 
And, you know, you can't help but compare it to to like the, the Marvels and, and the DCs and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Right. Uh, yeah. The, the Invincibles. Right. And part of it is that they have a certain level of freedom. Like, you know, don't get me wrong. There, there is a canonical lore. Right. Which right. they'll pull from. But it's not like, um, you know, it, it's not like a comic run where they've, um, you know, explored these characters over 250 issues and people are, you know, they go, this is that character, right? Like, and mm-hmm. if you fudge it up, like, oh, you know, these 20 different aspects of this character, then that's not mine. You know, I don't yeah. care about that anymore, right? We, we've kind of entered into that that realm with those IPs. League is in a different position. League, yeah. you know, started with the character, right? Mm-hmm. And they didn't start with the story. So it's in a weird way, they've been able to kind of methodically flesh out these these um um you know the, the, these identities of these characters and, and the events that play out in a more um you know careful and considerate way rather than having you know a string of of you know 10 different arcs for a single character right mm-hmm. um so i that's another reason why i think uh, the writers are really excited about this type of property and it's because they have a certain level of freedom that that uh, other properties don't necessarily um provide so yeah um that, that's why i think i think we're in for a treat because a lot of this is new to, to Mike and I, too. Like, yeah. you know, we knew that there was a rift between Vi and Jinx. We just didn't know how it was going to play out. We knew there was a rift between Victor and and uh, uh, Jace. It's just like, we just don't know how it's going to play out at all. Like, you know, is it going to, is it even going to be a rift? You know, like, like, what is it, what is it right. going to be? You know? Um, yeah, they, they've left it, a lot like, of like blanket like blanketed areas where they just kind of yes. left vague that are huge plot points for these individual characters that still need to be explored which is yeah. exactly what arcane did we knew that there was a connection between vi and jinx just as you said but yeah we we never even dreamed of it being um something like what we saw in arcane yeah yeah so uh those are the two things i kind of i've been thinking about recently <laughs> so yeah i just wanted to kind of like throw that out there um that i, I think that's uh it, it, we're, we're in a, a special time so definitely, uh, definitely, and, definitely get hype, you know, because I'm, I'm I don't know if you can tell, but I'm fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. I think, you know, I, I've still <laughs> I've rewatched Arcane several times <laughs> since the last episode, even granted. It's I been, watched it's been it. a little I, bit. I've been, but what, what, what number are you on? I'm probably on 15 or 16 now, I'd say. Oh, shit. OK, you're way ahead of me. Yeah. So but keep I, in I mind just hit a lot eight, of them. So, like I, yeah. I actually use the show as like a comfort blanket now. Like I, I oh, cannot sleep unless okay. I have the TV on. And so, like, a lot of times, um, you know, I always used to put on, like, various shows that I just, like, really liked and could always, like, oh, yeah, I know this so well. Like, I can hop right in the second I open my eyes, right? Yeah. And yeah. so, uh, for me now, like, uh, like Arcane has been my newest one where I've just, I'm constantly having that on. So, like, I wake up and I'm like, oh, there's Vi. You know what I mean? See, like, <laughs> see that, that's what I thought I was going to be like with, with uh, Arcane, but I'm not. Because mm-hmm. what ends up happening is if I put it on to like fall asleep to, I don't mm-hmm. fall asleep. So oh, that's fair <laughs> like, enough. I'm too like into it. And I'm like, I got to put on like some some cheesy anime or, or something I, I that I don't really have to pay attention to. <laughs> I originally started doing that because I wanted to see if I could like, 
like hijinks my brain into putting me, you know, having a dream where I put it into arcane works oh, in the bush. Like <laughs> yeah, kind of exactly. thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I wanted to see if I can maybe do something like that, but, uh, it, it, it has not worked yet. I've been, I've had some, Give it time. I've Give had it some time. arcane <laughs> related dreams, but I, nothing that I've been able to like lucidly control. But, yeah, um, yeah. anyways, regardless of all this nonsense, <laughs> we have an episode here for, for you guys. Oh today. yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Um, <laughs> we, so, we should talk about that. Yeah. So we have basically, you know, we have a long time until um, season two is going to be coming out for Arcane. Now, I just want to go ahead and address this right here, right now. There was a Twitter leak on Netflix Spain that mentioned Arcane season two, as well as a couple other shows that are known to be coming out very soon. Um, it mentioned that they were all coming in uh, 2022, some point in 2022. All the other ones matched up that it made sense that they came in 2022. Arcane was a surprise because we had the CEO himself actually say that it's not going to be coming out in 2022. Yeah, um, yeah that, that was the one thing he confirmed was right. not This yeah. came after he said that, though, so I'm not sure. I, I'm not saying that it is coming out in 2022 at all. I think that it's less likely to come out in 2022, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying that's a thing. The other ones made sense that they were coming out in 2022. Arcane was the only thing I was like, huh, why is that coming out then? But just saying that's there. Do what you will with it. I just wanted to say something about it. Get hyped. It's, don't get it's your coming hopes 2022. <laughs> people are going to come for you if it doesn't exactly. come yeah. uh, But seriously, I'm just saying, like, I, I don't know what it is. But just so you guys know, like, that's the last thing we've heard relating to seasons of when it's coming out. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But, so, yeah, there is that. Uh, but regardless, though, even if it does come out in 2022, we have a long ways until whenever it will come out. So we do need to, you know, we, we're not going to be making episodes like crazy in the meantime because we don't want to we really don't want to put out anything that isn't, you know, related, at least because this podcast we established for the cinematic universe of League of Legends, right? That includes Arcane, which is what it is right now. And we will continue to do Arcane. There's been several people who have you know, message us and, and ask us, are you going to be doing all the new shows um, that are be- going to be coming out? Because they've, you know, already released, you know, some information about the fact that they are doing other shows um, mm-hmm. and things like that. And so we will be focusing on every single thing that they release in a cinematic way. It, and that's the thing is, you know, we we the way we we named the podcast, we want to encompass everything. It's Chronicles of Runeterra, right? Right, like, exactly. Right know, now we are focus, exploring, right? Our, right now we are exploring Arcane. But so, yeah. the moment that we get a Sharima series or a Targon or a Demacian, like we're diving in. So Right, uh, but we're going to go, whenever Arcane Season 2 comes back, we're going right back to Arcane 2. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Plan yeah. on <laughs> having, you will, because most people have been worried that this is only going to be about, at least from what people have been messaging, I've been worried it's only going to be about Arcane. And I just want to assure everyone, it's going to be about everything, all the cinematic shows and movies Movies will be much easier than shows to do, mm-hmm. <laughs> but all the matic, all the cinematic movies and shows that will be coming out for um, League of Legends universe. So don't worry about that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I do want to quickly mention, Sean, you have been recently getting into the stream territory. I have. I have. I'll keep it keep it short and sweet. I just started streaming. Um, I've got uh, some regular uh, visitors and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's one of those things. It's very casual. It's more of a hangout. You know, I'm not a pro player at all. Right. Um, but my channel is twitch.tv forward slash Warven TV. Uh, Warven is W A R. So like war and then V Y N TV. Yeah. We'll put um, it in the description too for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, at the end of the day, if, if you want to come talk to me directly and, uh, hang out and just 
geek out about um, you know League of Legends and honestly anything else, uh, I am I'm there. So I will be streaming Tuesdays and <laughs> Wednesdays. Sounds like you're actively Wednesdays. open for like friendship. Yeah, like, but please, guys, come say hi. At yeah. all wants to talk about anything, I'm there. Anything. <laughs> I need friends. No, uh, <laughs> no, um, but uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, six p.m. Central Time. So um, and uh, yeah, and, and you know, just uh, we'll, we'll hang out. Cool. Cool. Fair enough. Um, just going back to the cinematic aspect of this, we did have recently, um, actually just yesterday, a new cinematic launch for League of Legends. And this is where this episode kind of comes in. Um, so the cinematics that League of Legends produces, they're canon, they're canon lore, and, um, they're amazing. We have been geeking out. This has been our arcane that's, you know kept us satisfied for years and years and years before Mm -hmm. a game was even a thought. So these little cinematics, you know, four or five minutes, whatever, some shorter, some longer, they're amazing. And the music especially, that's one thing that League of Legends always fucking crushes, no matter what, it's music, dude. So, sorry, Mm sidetrack real quick. Uh, The the lead music guy Mm -hmm. was, for the longest time, Christian Link, okay? Mm -hmm important name um and uh he left that position i mean he still like you know dabbles in the music with league of legends and stuff but he is actually one of the two main uh, showrunners of arcane so it just kind of shows you like perfect sense yeah right wants to keep a lot of things in-house you know if you've got this passionate person that that loves the ip and they've got a vision like they 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 lift them up and they 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 send them on their way they're like yeah go go fulfill it you know um, I'm sure there's a lot of politics involved, <laughs> but but Christian has had a presence since the beginning. Um, so he's he's one of those names you want to keep an eye out for. Right. And and that comes comes into play here because the, the music that we were talking about is just it's astounding. And, and for so, this yeah. cinematic Ugh. specifically, it just blew me away. It just articulates everything you're feeling so well. Right. And it just adds to it. You know, it's, it's always there and it follows it perfectly. So I, I love these things. And so we just, as I said, got a new one out yesterday. And it is a beautiful, beautiful cinematic masterpiece, I would say. It's, it's a, like it's an experience. Yes. So it really is. So <laughs> we thought that we would take because it is canon in the LOL universe. So it is something that, you know, you guys would all be interested in because it pertains to the, you know, the cinematic universe we're going to do a deep dive on that cinematic which is going to be a lot of fun because we've already watched it i've i've watched it at least 30 40 times uh i'm i'm in the 20s i'm pretty sure okay so, <laughs> so yeah <laughs> but point being we we've watched it a lot <laughs> yes so yes. um we're going to go ahead and do a deep dive on that we hope that you stick around for that. Um, we're going to be putting the link to it in the episode description. Please watch it beforehand. Watch it during everything and anything you can do. Just watch it multiple times because it's amazing. And please do yourself the favor of like watching it on a big screen with your music turned up and stuff like that. Because it, it really is something that Ugh. just like Arcane, you ha- you need to like get just- all of it. Just let it wash over you. Exactly. You know, it's exactly. just, oh, it's so like rich and just palpable. Like, I don't big, know, oh man. Big it's question. Like <laughs> did did you cry during it? Yes, I cried. Me I, too. Did, I, I fucking, okay. I kid you not. So I, I, I was like, okay, I got the, the, the tweet. It's like, you know, they're counting down the days. And then I found out it's 9 a.m. And I like, I rescheduled some calls at work. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I'm, I'm busy this time. And I, I live streamed it right on my Twitch. 
And uh, while I was doing the countdown, I, for some stupid reason, I turned on the Curse of the Sad Mummy. Which, oh, yeah. Oh, to get you uh, in the mood? <laughs> to get me in the mood, you know? And uh, uh, the Curse of the Sad Mummy, I, I want to double check real quick. just That's in I a Moo Moo be... cinematic uh, music video, by the way. Yes. Just and so um, He's I a believe... character from League of Legends. So, man, uh, Christian's going to think I'm such a weirdo. Like <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I on believe... a first name basis with him, apparently, too. I so. know, I know. <laughs> Good old <laughs> like, Christian. Yeah, it just text me anytime, buddy. You know, it's fine. <laughs> no, um... But uh, but he actually he was uh, the the main composer and singer in um, uh, the the Curse of the Sad Mummy. Right. So um, so yeah, I was just I mean this guy is like just just crushing life at the moment. But uh, of course, like for some reason that hits harder as you get older, and mm-hmm. <laughs> I started crying during that, and then it got to the call, and I was just like I couldn't keep myself together and i was just like it just mm-hmm. chills and like tears flowing down and stuff but Absolutely. yeah i i didn't just shed one tear it was well that's the thing <laughs> it was with a problem so just so you guys know the call is the name of this cinematic uh video like yeah. usually yeah. They, they have a name for the cinematic videos and this one's called the call and i gotta tell you like i mean every single one is like uh, i mean just get the tissues ready for me because every cinematic that they really i cannot watch a league of legends cinematic without crying I don't know what it yeah. is, dude. Like, it yeah. fucking gets me every time. Well, I think part of it is just like, I don't, you, you spend so much time with a character and, mm-hmm. you know, it's top down view. They're, they're saying their voice lines and you're, you're, you know, um, whacking a Timo, you know. Right. Um, but it, at the end of the day, like, it's, it's not like a, um, a story-driven kind of experience, right? Right. So the moment that one of these cinematics comes out and that character that you're so close to, like, you know, is fully realized on the screen – um, and there's a certain fidelity behind it that you just kind of like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, it, it, it was, it was very similar to, um, when Spider-Man first hit theaters back in like long time ago, because I had always been a, a giant fan of Spider-Man. I'd seen him in the comics. I'd seen him in, you know, cartoon shows and stuff like that. But then whenever the cinema or the, uh, the cinema experience happened with, um, mm-hmm. the, the Spider-Man one, two, and three, right suddenly like right. it would there was a societal shift and it was just kind of going like okay like we recognize you now and that's how uh, uh, i get a lot of the same feelings with these leak cinematics it's like it's it's recognition of of the time and and the the passion and the love that you put into these characters so but anyway sorry i'm getting yeah. on, like <laughs> well no it's, it's that's so true and I, I think you know for me like the biggest thing is that there's just you know whenever you have like time is of the eff- essence for these things right mm-hmm. and it's just and th- there's no words because the music covers yeah. everything that you need to know emotionally and every expression like the twinkles in the eyes right like the slight grins like every single tiny thing means everything more right yeah, everything yeah. and so it's just having no wasted seconds like th- that's the thing whenever i was taking notes on this it took me <laughs> like an hour and 20 minutes to take notes on this yeah but it's four minutes <laughs> and so but it's one of those things where it's just like it, you there's so much there right yeah and so yeah. it's just it's amazing and I, I love i love doing it and yeah it's just this and warriors like the warrior cinematic hits me so hard and and yeah. for, for you guys out there we you know once we're done with this one by all means please hit us up on our twitter or anything like that i haven't even gone through our our socials yet um but um at cor underscore pod um, make sure to check that out. That's our Twitter. Hit us up there. We know tons, tons of you guys have already have, and once again, I'll get to that in a second. I guess I just want to have a big thank you for that. But um, 
you know, let us know if you liked this, especially because we know it's not like straight up arcane, it's arcane adjacent. And so mm-hmm. we want to know if you guys want to like in the process, because we have interviews coming up with a lot of the production team and stuff like that. So this is something that we can do, you know, in between those kinds of episodes as like filler um, that still pertains to something that is honestly like good to know about the, you know, the League of Legends universe, because regardless of it, Arcane being focused more on Zahn and Piltover, Zahn and Piltover have a lot to do with the rest of the world and what's going on. And we're going mm-hmm. to inevitably be getting into that, not only in specifically Arcane, but certainly in other TV shows that they're going to be putting out. Yeah. So definitely let us know Ooh. what you think about this. Um, there's mm-hmm. a lot going on. And then we're going to be doing the reviews to catch up with the reviews with you guys, because lots of you guys have left written reviews. We really appreciate it. And we want to go ahead and read all those off, do the voices for you that of those of you that asked for it and all that kind of stuff. So, Thank you very much for that. Um, as I mentioned a little bit ago um, on our Twitter, we have had tons of people message us, and we love it. First of all, so thank you all so much for for messaging, saying hi, you know, uh, liking and, and subbing to us. We really appreciate it. So I just want to mention a few questions that I got a lot. So one was the will, what will we be involved with as far as the degree of the cinematic universe? Everything, as I said, and. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to be keeping the length. A lot of people message me saying like, hey, don't you dare make these things shorter because we were at one point <laughs> contemplating. We even said we're yeah, like, there's so no way gonna... people want to listen to us. Yeah, because we were yeah. like, we're going to try to bring it down a little bit because people aren't going to want to listen to every single scene analyzed like we want to. And sure enough, everyone did. We got yelled at. Literally, <laughs> we, we've never had like such backlash. Exactly. You know? It was just like, don't you dare like talk longer. And exactly. Like, oh, so I was like, oh, don't worry. Like we couldn't any ways right because we tried <laughs> yeah, and we still could it's impossible yeah so um don't worry we can't and we won't um so that will continue as is so don't worry about that and um mm-hmm. there's been lots of people that are saying like i'm glad that you guys have done this and that i found you because i have a lot of friends that aren't watching the show regardless of how much i've talked to them about it and all this kind of stuff and you know just having someone to to listen to even about the show is is uh, cathartic in, in a lot of senses and uh, you know there's been tons of people that have said that. And I just want to say, you know, thank you to you guys for listening to us. And we are gladly, you know, your new best friends that are always going to be talking about Arcane. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'd say yeah. that any friend that does not want to be watching Arcane is not a true friend. <laughs> <laughs> Dump that 20 year friendship. Down. It's, it's time to let him go, guys. You know, <laughs> I, I, I have friends, too, that like for some reason have not like watched it or, you know, we're we're zealots about it. Right. But yeah, um, yeah. regardless, like I have no idea why anyone would ever turn down watching the show at this point it's very strange because like i'm i'm always very particular about my recommendations because it's like you know in a way like when you recommend something it's a reflection of of you you know and you know there's certain recommendations i make to certain friends and family and certain ones i i don't you know right of course it's just funny how like i'm like i know for certain like 120 percent that you will love this show because i know what you love and Even then, they're I just kind of like more than you know. I know what, what you, you love, <laughs> and they're just kind of like, oh yeah, I know. And I'm like, I literally got you into like Game of Thrones, you know? Yeah. Like I got you into True Detective. Like, trust yeah. me, I know what I'm talking about. Now, they, although they're Game of, of Thrones kind of mad at Game at of the Thrones, end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, 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 that was early on, you know. So. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, it's like stuff like that where I'm just like, you gotta trust me on this. But for some reason, I think it's in a way, it's it's uh, the animation is kind of. Um, it's just a little too 
different for for a lot of people that are uh, not used to this type of level. You yeah, know? I think some people um, think they see animated and they're like, ah, oh, never mind. Like they don't count it as like you know a real series at that. But point. yeah, and at the same time, those are the the people that show up opening day at a at a Pixar film. So I'm just kind of like, okay, guys, like, <laughs> <laughs> pick a side. All right, like <laughs> right. what's going on? Well, I think it's I think it's hard for some people to to imagine it taking it seriously in a, in a like an adult way. yeah, yeah. Um, but we have seen not only arcane but you know other um, shows kind of start to do that as well so uh, you know I think that mold is being broken but yeah um, I agree but now let's go ahead and move on to the meat and potatoes of this episode which is the there part that I'm, I'm chomping at the bit to talk about because, I know, oh, I know. <laughs> amazing um, once again just to remind remind you guys we do have this in the description for the link for the video so you can you know watch along and everything like that so we don't have a definitive timeline for when arcane took place in the league of legends timeline we can mm-hmm. go off of people's ages and more likely around people's ages this is what's currently happening in league of legends is this cinematic so this is taking place around seven-ish years after arcane season one ends mm-hmm. okay so that's kind of where we have it placed right now yeah um so whenever we're talking about the themes of this episode what are you what what would you define as the main theme of this um i'm i'm definitely getting more of a uh I you put know. you on the spot here for this one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Do you I want know, me to tell you like, mine first and you can see Yeah, if you, you agree tell me it? yours. <laughs> yeah. You need a little more time to ruminate on your <laughs> <laughs> I'll just I'll just be like, uh, me too. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. So for me is this is basically man versus God. We have in every single scene, it seems like it, there's a primordial oh, force I like that. that is okay. going up against the mortals that consistently lie in their wake. And mm-hmm. so I think this is what we're dealing with because every single section that we have, because we go through a few different areas, um, they're all going to, up against these forces that are so much larger than themselves. So, yeah. um, which makes for fucking beautiful cinematic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, their trauma is like art to me. <laughs> um, anyway, sorry. Right, so let's go ahead and, and talk about how this thing kicks off. So, okay. Um, and we're going to be getting into new like characters and crazy elements here in the League of Legends storyline. So be prepared. We're going to give you, you know, some brief descriptions of them just so you kind of like can get with the story a little bit. Right. But we're not going to go yeah. crazy in depth on each individual character that you haven't met yet. So first mm-hmm. thing is we kick off with the shot of Orn filling a mold with liquid metal in his forge. And this is the first shot that we actually have in any cinematic of Orn at all. And um, yeah. you see him then staring at the blade and he begins to smelt it with a hammer. Well, and and one thing I want to... So, like, every time Lee comes out with a uh, new champion, mm-hmm. they always give it, like, a title, right? Like, right. just kind of give you some context. Orn is the fire below the mountain. And he's, like, this giant... Uh, ram god that is just constantly forging like that's his thing he's a mm-hmm. blacksmith um so just to kind of, i just kind of wanted to put that in there to kind of uh build the scene a little bit yes he's the forging god now just to give you mm-hmm. because we are going to see Orin a few times he's not going to be like the he's not the main person in this cinematic right he's the underlying no. force in it and mm-hmm. i think that and it definitely has context for what's going to becoming later on is really why he's there but um so orn just to give you guys a tiny bit of backstory basically the freljordian area 
there are these demigods that are there, these primordial forces. Orn, we have the Ram God, and then we're going to be seeing another one later on, which I'll mention. Um, but both of them are, you know, on equal footing in terms of, like, powerhouses, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, so let's go ahead and move on to the next scene. So then we have um, uh, a scope of the, the Freljord, right, which is the ice area in Runeterra. Mm-hmm. And we see a shot of Bristle's nose. And yep. then Sejuani riding it with a shot of the Winter's Claw behind her walking toward this split mountain pass. And I want to say you, you also get to see another character that's a, a champion in League, and his name is Olaf. You get to see him in the background. He's this kind of big hulking figure. And uh, you get to kind of see, like, he's not as big as he's depicted in some of the stories, but you do get yeah. to see he's, he's definitely wider, right? He's so, more of a hulking figure. So did you ever see... Um was it Vinland Saga? No. Oh, it's a great Viking anime, but basically it's it's very much like he is the big blonde. He's the epitome Viking. of it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah. He is cuz that's exactly what he is. He's a gigantic and I mean gigantic Huge. Viking character. Yeah. yeah. He is uh, just to give someone like a this is a direct quote from one of the stories, but he is as big as Sejuani, who's the character riding on the boar in the cinematic <laughs> that you're watching. He is as big as Sejuani riding on a horse. He's that tall. Yeah. So that's just imagine that. But anyway, so you get to see this uh, hulking figure in the. Also, mm-hmm. one little tidbit. Um, apparently, <clears throat> the Winter's Claw, like the you know the 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 underlings, mm-hmm. they they actually they believe that um, <laughs> uh, Olaf's mom. Um, <laughs> Uh, fornicated with a, a troll. So, yes. <laughs> because he, he's so big. <laughs> she laid with a troll. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she uh, laid with a troll. Yeah, they, they, of course, do not say that to Olaf. But <laughs> right, of course. You wouldn't want, want to say that to the biggest guy in the room. But yeah, yeah. But that's that's just kind of puts into perspective, once again, just how, how large he is. Um, kind of like exactly. a Hagrid situation, you know, from yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, yep. But anyway, so we get to see that. Um, and, and, you know, Sejuani is, you know, we, we get introduced to Sejuani here first and Bristle. I cannot ignore Bristle. Bristle is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's the mount uh, that Sejuani rides on. He's been there since the beginning. I fucking love Bristle. He's a main part yeah. of the, you know, the character as well. And um, yeah, they're they're basically they're always together. Right. That's her. Yeah. That's her and, steed. And, and Sejuani's a little um, special. Um, I mean, no, she's she's very special, but. Uh, she's also a uh, wielder of true ice. That's right. She's so, iceborn. Yeah, iceborn. Yeah. So um, we won't go too deep into that because we could spend hours there. But um, let's just say, like you know, there's not many people that can um, uh, wield true ice. So yes, just uh, like true ice is incredibly difficult. I mean, like no mortal, if any mortal touches it, they're dead. Like any like yeah. you know normal you person touches it, freeze dead. and shatter like, right immediately. Anyone yeah. that um, is iceborn can wield it, but mm-hmm. and iceborns are extremely rare, right? Um, but yep. anyone that is iceborn can wield it, but even then, it causes them immense pain to hold. That's how fucking. Yep dangerous this shit is um but anyway so that is what we have right now it's just a little scene of them walking you get to see how i spent an hour and 20 minutes writing the notes for this thing <laughs> this was like 10 minutes for the first 30 seconds exactly not even that, we're not even 30 seconds, seconds in yeah we're yeah. less than that i think we're 15 <laughs> seconds in right now yeah um, anyway so then after that we get to uh the deserts of sharima Right. Um, mm-hmm. It opens up on a beautiful shot of Talia picking up a woven blanket that was lying on the sand. And she yeah. looks at it mournfully. 
It, it's clearly that there was some sort of devastation that took place that she's exactly, you know, yeah. having to process. Yes. And I mean, this because of a story that happened before, this isn't super important to, to right now. So I'm not going to go into it like crazy, but she knows this land and they are actively trying to reclaim it from mm-hmm. what you will find to be the void, which is coming soon. Then we see Kaisa put a comforting hand on her shoulder and they both look up at a giant statue of what I believe is the faceless one. It is. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that we both at least agree on that. That's from another story. Not really big meaning here, so I'm not going to go in on it, but just know that it's um, like an ascended figure, an ancient ascended figure in uh, mm-hmm. Shariman history. Um, and notice also that the giant gash in the face, right? Like, think to yourself, what could have caused that gash? Like, this yeah. area's been taken <laughs> over by the void, you know, just put two and two together for people that know what I'm pointing at right now. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, but then we see the sands behind them start to shift, right? Yes. And then we get an aerial shot of them walking toward the ruins um, and the statue with what appears to be a few creatures beneath the sand stalking them. Yeah. Right? Well, and, and one thing, um, so like, you know, it's, it, we've talked about this a million times, but mm-hmm. right. We'll pull inspiration from other IPs. And this is one of those, where um, they they fully embrace the Dune sandworm kind of thing, right? Oh yeah, um, so yeah, so we'll we'll get into that here in a second. But don't be surprised if things seem familiar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that they're a little bit. I mean, they're definitely different than the classic sandworm oh, that we've seen in so yes, many IPs. Yeah. But like, yeah. yeah, I mean, giant creatures under the sand is not you know totally unique and um, yeah, yeah. But anyways, after that, then we get to what is my favorite part, because this is one of my favorite characters. We yeah, get a shot. Yeah, we get a shot of Pantheon, a.k.a. Atreus, um, mm-hmm. and he's climbing the mountain of Targon. He has a steely look of determination in his eyes. And then we get a shot of him staring at what seems to be a portal of some kind atop the cliff ahead. Now. This is going to get, this is to a section that not even I really, under, I don't think that this is known to anyone yet exactly what that portal is. We can only kind of, you know, speculate at this point mm-hmm. because that's not, uh, it's not normal. Like uh, there's thoughts that it might be a portal to the top of Targon. There's thoughts that it might be a portal to the uh, celestial realm. We'll have to see, but yeah. we'll talk about it a little bit more in a second. So that's and, and what, one one thing to consider, consider too. Like a lot of people mm-hmm. will say, "Oh, the the peak of Targon," mm-hmm. and you know, the Mount Targon. Don't think of it as like, "Oh, it's it's one big mountain." Think of it as like the Himalayas. Yeah, <laughs> like because there are multiple areas in these mountains that are like mystical and magical, and they just they will range from like brutal, like icy conditions to um, like a, a a healing spring. Right. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, this is just like a snippet of Mount Targon and um, the, the, the the mount range that it uh, uh, that surrounds it. So. Right. But keep in mind, this is like uh, the Mount Targon, Mount Targon. Like the there yes. is one mountain that rises. There is one mountain far yeah. above the rest, and it is like straight up, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like ninety degrees, maybe. <laughs> um, so anyways, we have that, and that's where it leaves off. Is, um, he's staring forward at that portal up the cliff ahead. All right, and so then we go back to the Freljord, where we have yeah. the Winter's Claw trudging forward through the Split Mountain Pass. You see Olaf look back and then forward, looking like the grizzled fucking badass he is, by the way. He this really is does. You, this is when like... you get your close-up on Olaf, and man, I just... If there's one person in the world that I would not want to fuck with, it's him. 
Yeah. No. <laughs> well, and and let's let's give a little context with Olaf. You know, sure. so yeah, Olaf, yeah. Olaf the the berserker, right? The berserker. Um, yeah. But a unique feature of his is that uh, a like soothsayer told him mm-hmm. one day that he was destined to die a peaceful death, mm-hmm. right? And if you know anything about Olaf and his tribe and his culture, um, that is basically the the worst curse that you could ever get, right? Yes. Um, so he is uh, determined to die in battle. So the thing is, is that, you know, at the end of the day, fate is fate and mm-hmm. he will not die in battle. So the the prevailing kind of like, I don't want to call it a conundrum, but the conundrum is <laughs> uh, if he continues fighting, he's basically immortal because <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> he can't die. Like, so um, and a lot of um, other uh, lore aficionados have kind of theorized that Olaf could technically be one of the most, if not the most powerful character in the league just because of this situation. So if he engages in a fight with anyone, he's basically destined to win. Um, yeah, fate will, even if he's about to die, like someone's far, because there's beings yep. that are far stronger than him, like easily could destroy him. Yeah, but yeah. that's the interesting thing about it, is that when you're working with a power like fate, it's just that fate will somehow intervene some way you know what i mean whether it's in the worst way possible exactly it's like whether you know the person like uh, like something like a a comet falls out of the sky and stops the person from killing you you know what i mean like crazy things like that or it'll just naturally never let you and that other person meet right like so it's it's just interesting stuff like that whenever you're dealing with um, these forces much greater than you know a, a, a simple mortal but um, yeah, yeah oh, but and, and real quick, real quick mm-hmm. before we sorry, I'm going to interrupt. No, go but uh, before before we move forward, you know, I want to make sure people know these the titles. Right. Mm-hmm. So we have um, Orn, the fire under the mountain. Right. Mm-hmm. We've got Sejuani, the fury of the north. Right. We've got Pantheon, the unbreakable spear. Kaisa is daughter of the void. And then Talia is a earthbender. So think of uh, like Tuff from Avatar, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so she's called the Stoneweaver. Stoneweaver, right? yeah. Um, who, who else did we, we talk about? Olaf the Berserker. Did you say Pantheon already? Yeah, I said Pantheon, the Unbreakable okay. Spear, and then Orn, the uh, uh, Fire Under the Mountain. I think that was all of them, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, cool. We'll, we'll find out if not, right? Okay. <laughs> So after, you know, we get that that close up of Olaf, then we have a shot of Sejuani looking back towards her tribe, only to be surprised by a sudden strike of lightning and what appears to be an army of some kind coming towards them from the pass. Mm-hmm. We get a zoom in on these gorgeous ice blue eyes. I mean, like she is. I never realized she's so beautiful. My God. Yeah. Um, no. Sejuani is. Like, yeah. So. Yeah, damn girl. She can do whatever she wants to me. Okay? Like, <laughs> yeah. And we see Ma- her. Mommy said. and uh we see um her expression just shift to one that is like you know battle ready determination and and she's just ready to go right yeah um and that's kind of who who her character is and we'll talk about that in just a second um and i just want to say that the music matches the mood perfectly right it's this it's this oh man yeah, it's hard to. Well, and, and, to and what's interesting, describe it. Go ahead. Well, so, so like what's interesting, and I love this philosophy, but basically, and I, I'm trying to remember uh, the one of the main music producers uh, for Riot. I, I, I feel terrible. I can't remember his name, but um, one of the things he talked about was, you know, what they will often do is they'll they'll create the music and build the cinematic experience around the music which totally right. makes sense because it, it it literally lines up beat for beat. 
Right. So, um, which I just think is a uh, an interesting and unique way to approach to this type of it. creativity. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that's it, why it, shows it becomes in, so in impactful, this. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they did that for Arcane. Like that—that that was yeah. him talking about Arcane. So suddenly you look back at all these other cinematics and you're like, oh yeah, you guys have been doing this since the beginning. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, exactly. Yeah. And I still, I should have used that time to figure out how I was going to word this, but like it, it's like the mood is just kind of like this, it's like solemn. For, foreboding kind like of this thing. Solemn, it's so many things. It's like, it's solemn, militant, like acceptance, right? Yeah. Of, of, yeah. of like the consequence or tribulation, whatever it be of, <laughs> of whatever their goals or duties are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. for each individual character, like I feel that same presence of emotion there for each. Uh, one of them. It's almost like, in a weird way, it's like conviction. You know, like yeah, they're, yeah, they're ex- just, they're, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like so. they're, and it's just like their acceptance of like these are the things I have to do to get where I want to go, and so yeah, yeah not even it, where where I want it, where I need to be, or where I know? need to, yeah, like, that's that's a better yeah. way to put it. Yeah, where I where yeah. I need to be. Um, and so after that, uh, we go to a shot. Oh, actually, before we do, I just want to click right back over to Sejuani real quick. Sejuani is one of the main tribes of the Freljord. And um, mm-hmm. she is she commands uh, a tribe known as the Winter's Claw. It's the most brutal of tribes. Um, yeah. She is harsh, right? It literally, literally. Okay, sorry, I got to interrupt mm-hmm. with this. But literally, one of her things is like whenever uh, her tribe, like, dies like the way mm-hmm. she looks at it is that's one less mouth to feed <laughs> yes <laughs> she's like oh okay <laughs> so yeah she's yeah she's she's ruthless so yeah she uh, but she's a product of of this harsh environment you know exactly that's so, what i was gonna say yeah. like in in Freljord, it is crazy harsh like i mean you you won't survive look yourself in the mirror you won't survive in Freljord. No. <laughs> it's I'll like i'm sorry right i'm sorry i don't care who you are you will not survive in the Freljord. Like, so we have all of these other tribes and specifically there's there's one led by ash who is kind of her her nemesis slash like yeah. best friends used to be her best friend sister kind of situation and yeah. um you know she leads the avarotians and um they're kind of the very inclusive tribe. Let's take care of each other and everything like that. And then this is kind of um, an exact conflict of that. So this is this is her tribe, and she's doing anything she can to survive right now because it's a particularly bad, as we found out from one of the stories leading up to this cinematic. It's a particularly bad winter. Um, we're yeah. going to be seeing levels of temperatures that the Freljord have experienced have never been in recorded this. history before. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's how bad it's going to be. So they've got climate change happening, guys. Exactly. So So what they're actually looking for from um, the story previous is actually there's a cauldron um, forged by Orn himself. Mm -hmm. And um, the Ursine actually stole that from Orn and they took it. And Volibear and the Ursine have it, basically. And this thing will. Basically, if you eat from it, you'll be well fed, well fed for a year without eating yeah. anything else. Yeah. Um, so, so pretty, pretty valuable in the frail yard where there's literally like no life. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. And so they literally had to decide, you know, we're going to have to do this because they are near death um, from the, the story before this. Like they are near death and their basically only chance to really survive for a decent bit. Um, was this giant mammoth, and they managed to kill it, but then it fell off a cliff and, like, basically got shattered below them, miles below them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're in a in a bad situation right now. So they're trying to go for that cauldron. That's why the Ursine are um, going to be going up against them. Yeah. 
Um, all right, so let's go ahead and move on to the next scene, which is uh, Pantheon is now on the platform leading to the portal. And as you see, all of a sudden, soldiers appear from behind the columns to block his path as he comes closer. Um, when well, they... and the mm-hmm. soldiers, just as a like a little, I mean, it's not really an Easter egg, but they are featured in Legends of Runeterra. So right. they are Solari soldiers. So Yes. And those are, yeah, exactly. Those are, are a lot of this weaves into, like, if you know the other games and stuff like that, like, a lot of this is, I would say, Easter eggs to the other game. They're, like, woven in history from the other games that you get to see. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool getting to see these in a cinematic now. Yeah. And so we see that, right? They walk out from behind the columns. And um, we get, I mean, first of all, Pantheon looks 0% surprised by this. Yeah. Right? Um, and then we get a shot of... Pantheon puts his spear, his divine spear, into the ground, right? And yeah. that's kind of a symbol of, because Pantheon, I'll talk about Pantheon in a second, but basically that's a symbol for him of like, I don't want to hurt you guys, right? Yeah. And, but they continue because they're like the Solari, um, which is what the, the members of this um, rank is from. They are zealots of a religion based upon worshiping the sun. Right, exactly. And um, so they are not going to let him pass no matter what, if if that's what's commanded of them. Um, So they keep coming towards him. And so he basically is like, all right, let's go ahead and do this. He's going to have to put you down. Exactly. (laughs) It's not what he wants, but it's what he has to do. And that's, and and that's where we kind of get into what Pantheon is. And that's basically Pantheon. This is why he's so fucking cool, by the way. Um, Very brief backstory. Basically he and a buddy originally decided that they wanted to climb up Mount Targon. So that way they can get imbued with, um, special powers to become an aspect. That's how you become an aspect of, like basically a, a living God, um, from Targon. And mm-hmm. if you make it to the top, then you're judged. Yeah. You you, you're an, not even, you're not guaranteed to become an aspect. You're not guaranteed. You're judged. Yeah. And, um, a couple of different things can happen to you when you're up there. I'm not going to go through all of them, but, um, in his case, whenever he did make it up to the top and, and keep in mind, it is grueling. Like, no, no, like, probably like 0.01% of people who try to get up to the top actually succeed in getting up to the top. Yeah. And so he did manage to, his friend that he went with um, that swore that they would get to the top together, he did not make it. But he himself did. And whenever he got up there, uh, the god of war, Pantheon, um, judged him, but judged him not worthy. Uh, He judged him worthy enough to be his avatar but not worthy enough to be able to control it himself. Yeah. So he literally yeah. took control of Pantheon's body. Think if anyone's familiar with uh, DC, think of Dr. Fate. So basically like the moment that he takes over his body, uh, Pantheon's you know mind is just put into a, another realm inside of his mind that he, yes. and he has no control. He's basically, I mean, I, I imagine you can probably go crazy in there too. So absolutely. I mean, yeah. you, he basically described it as having like little glimpses of things that was going on during the time period that he had no control over. But mm-hmm. other than that, he was basically like asleep slash tormented. Yeah. And basically, um, he, the Pantheon, the, the God of war that was, you know, took full control over him. He ended up going into a fight against a darken, which is another ascended being, 
um, that's a little different that I'm not going to get into too much. Yeah, right we, now, but, yeah we can't get into yeah. Darkens. <laughs> um, but basically, they got into an epic battle against each other, and the Darken, known as Aatrox, who is a character in League of Legends, um, he straight up stabbed him, like, went right through him, and killed the aspect of Pantheon, basically. Well, um, one thing I want to point out, if mm-hmm. you notice in the cinematic, he's got a giant ass I was gonna, yeah, scar across I, his chest. I marked that, actually. So, yeah, you will get to see. I don't remember if it's no, actually in this it's scene, right that's now. when yeah. you do get to see it. Yeah, you do get to see the scar. And um, as you see, it's it's huge, first of all, because Aatrox's sword ain't small. Let me tell you that no, right now. No. <laughs> it's, it's big. <laughs> yeah, but basically he killed the aspect that was controlling him. And Pantheon has always had this un dying will to survive and persist get up no matter what and that's what kicked in once that god died basically the god left his body and he was left with what was broken basically of his own body and he managed to live through it and he uh healed from his wounds miraculously um someone ended up taking care of him finding him and taking care of him and now he is basically in control like the the weapons that the god wielded are now his and as you find out later on he actually basically kind of reignites the celestial being of pantheon and it's now his own so and because of what happened to him and the the trauma that occurred with him understandably so honestly he thinks gods need to die he wants to kill all the gods because he thinks that the reason why Uh, mankind has the war and all the terrible things that happen to it is because we're all just pawns in this giant game of you know ascended god beings and to a a certain extent he's absolutely right for what you know about the history of runeterra Mm -hmm. so um it's a very interesting uh perspective that he has and seeing this character being played out in a cinematic i fucking love it so right here we have him being confronted with men Right. Of a of a religion, basically, that he doesn't agree with. He does not want to hurt the men at all. He actually like loves mankind and wants them to embrace the power that comes with being human. And so that goes into what's going to happen in the next scene, which we'll talk about then. But let's go ahead and switch back over to the next um, group that comes in. So then we have the back to Sharima. Right. Mm -hmm. And we have a quick moving perspective of the creature moving up behind Talia and Kaisa, and then we see a large Xersai leap Mm -hmm. from the sand towards the two of them in slow motion shot. And we have Talia, who is a stone weaver, by the way, as we mentioned before, she can control like, you know, uh, Earth, basically. Yeah. Um, And she quickly reacts and throws a large piece of the ruins into the side of the creature, which, by the way, looks fucking badass as shit, right? Talia and uh, Kaisa, they hold their own. Like, no problem. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that this is the first time you get to see a Xersai, which is basically it's these voidling creatures. Um, this is actually like the, a larger the brood. one. Brood yeah, it's the, is what it's the are, brood. Yeah. yeah, it's the brood of a character that we're going to see in a second. But um, they are like these voidling creatures, and they, they're they usually not as big. And I feel like this has something to do with what's coming, by the way. But they're usually mm-hmm. not as big as the one that we just saw, because that one's large. Usually they're described as, like, large dogs. This one was fucking huge, right? Yeah. Um, And so anyways, 
we get that and we get a few seconds of this amazing battle scene where um, Kaisa and Talia are just kind of jumping around the battlefield, doing their abilities and everything like that, just destroying everything. And mm-hmm. um, then we have the ground um, below them kind of opens up from the small hole that it was and it just starts swallowing everything into this giant yeah. hole. And um, the two of them kind of zip back to make sure that they aren't caught in it. But this anyone that knows what the void is, especially knows that this is not good news. Right. Yeah. Um, we're about to be confronted with something gigantic, basically, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, very foreboding. What did you think about how the scene played out? Oh, I mean, they, they, this is the thing is at this point in time, Talia and Kaisa are, uh, whether, you know, combatants, right? Like, yeah. so, and that's the vibe I got there, just kind of like went into it without even, you know, it's like second nature to them. So well, they, they recently, they recently got, I mean, not super recently, but, uh, you know, mm-hmm. fairly recently got together. Um, they found each other from a story that they actually just put out right before they put up the cinematic. Actually. Yep. Yeah. I haven't gotten a chance to read it by the way. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's very good. And, um, it definitely shows like their connection with each other and it's an yeah. incredibly good connection. So like, I buy all of this that's happening. Right really? Now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, really, I need to really go read well that. Done. I'm going to read yeah. it right after this. <laughs> so. um, but yeah, I, I really thought like I finally, I, I love Kaisa. Like I, I think every single time that she's on screen, cause this is the second time we've seen her, but mm-hmm. like, all, well, all, she's all just, wait. she's got this aura of duty is what she it has. Was, she's like, always so self-sacrificing. Like every yeah. single time I see her, she's always self-sacrificing. Oh, I, I fucking love it. It's just and then it's just kind of like and she's fully like you go save yourself kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, And, and she's she's it, one thing I want to point out is just the the emotions, the raw emotions that are displayed on screen in here are just the, the fact that we're getting this out of computer uh, design characters is just incredible. Like, absolutely. I mean, there, there are moments that I'm watching and I'm like. This looks fucking real. Like, what is this? <laughs> this is There's a part crazy. where I actually have it marked down for Pantheon where I'm like, is this live action? <laughs> like, I straight up <laughs> yeah, thought it was live so action. Good. I was like, oh, shit, they switched to live action. And then <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, no, they didn't. But the fact that I could even get that confused, I feel like speaks bounds. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But anyways, just a quick little information on um, Kaisa. The reason why she looks the way she does, because obviously she does not look superhuman, right? Um, Mm. She was basically born into the void, so to speak. I mean, she was she was a, a normal human, but then she ended up getting captured by the void, essentially. And she had to grow up in like the tunnels of the void. And she ended up actually kind of fusing with this void creature that attached itself to her. And now she can kind of control it. And yeah. so she's, you know, created like it's kind of become her. It's, you know, it's hard. There is no way think to of, tell like when it begins and when she ends. Right. Think of um, I, I you can always, you know, relate it to, to something in, in comics. But mm-hmm. if you're familiar with the Blue Beetle comics, think of it as kind of like that, but without, you know, full agency, if that makes sense. So, right. yeah. So, yeah, they, they, they honestly kind of needed each other um, from the, the story. Like, I, I highly recommend, l- like, reading her stories if you're at all interested in her, just because it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, she ends up surviving uh, miraculously through all of it. And she's actually the daughter of another character in League of Legends that's also tainted by the Void. And so her having her agency and having this vengeance towards the Void and also being 
like consumed by it herself. There's something just really powerful about all that and how she's willing to just get anyone that's in trouble away from the void and she'll like sacrifice herself if need be. So like, that's what I mean. Like she's always been willing to make the ultimate sacrifice. And I fucking love that about her. Um, but anyway, true, true superhero. Like (laughs) exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, we got all that. Let's go ahead and, and move on to the next part. Um, cause okay. there's so many epic scenes. I don't even think we're halfway through yet at this point. Um, mm, yeah, no, I think we're, yeah, we're, we're a minute and 15 out of four. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so then we go back to the frail yard. Um, mm-hmm. we see a lightning strike, uh, in the sky and we see it strikes the mountaintops repeatedly and it causes a bunch of, uh, pieces of the mountain to actually break off from the pass. Well, and one thing to point out is that these mountains are literally made of ice. That's how yes. cold it is. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. And um, they start to fall and they actually fall onto the soldiers of the Winter's Claw um, below. And I will say, like, this is when you see Olaf just the fucking beast he is, right? He literally, oh, yeah. like, a giant piece of ice lands on his back and he just brutes it. And he's like, yeah, he's just like nah. Mm. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> so it breaks on him, right? And then you see him fling his axe towards his enemies. And um, you get this awesome shot of it following the cameras, following the axe. And you get to see the battle that's kind of around it unfolding as it flies through the air. And um, then it eventually hits one of the Ursine, or the, the Ursine slaps the um, the axe down. And, well, and, and that is a direct reference to Legends of Runeterra. Mm-hmm. One of the main cards is Ursine Spiritwalker. And then when they transform, right, mm-hmm. they become a Stormclaw Ursine. So that, right. that is, you know, um, integrated into uh, one of League's big games. Yes. And these are people you do not want to fuck with. These are the followers of because this is where your enemies are revealed, basically, and you see who they're fighting. And these are the Ursine. And and these are people who worship the demigod Volibear, who is the relentless storm, by the the, way. Exactly. The relentless (laughs) storm. And he is um, akin to Orn. Right. So he's on the same level as Orn. But the thing is, is that Orn always stays in his forge. He does not care to do much like he's. Yeah. He's honestly just like, let me forge and you guys do whatever the fuck. I don't care. But yep. with Volibear, he's he's active, right? He yeah. has people. He loves people following him and, you know, worshiping he, him, and, worshiping yeah, him. He and he cares about that. and he cares about the Freljord being the brutal place that it is. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he he thrives off of that. And so his his whole philosophy is like, um was it like strength through turmoil kind of approach? Yes. Where it's like, yeah, you know, you, you only grow strong whenever you're challenged. So, right. Yeah. To a degree that, cause I mean, uh, you know, Sejuani believes that as well, but this is to a, like the nth degree. Yeah. Almost like self destroying, you know, yeah, self sabotaging exactly. in a way. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, that's whenever we, we see this, this character and it smacks the, you know, the axe of Olaf down and that's no easy feat. Keep in mind as well. If Olaf throws something at you, it's going to stick in you. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't care what the distance is, dude. <laughs> that, that was, that was the only part in the, in this entire thing where I was like, mm-hmm. mm, I don't know if he would have done that. Like, I'm yeah, pretty yeah. sure that. I'm pretty sure the, the hand would have broken off there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Um, but anyway, so, um. I, I think so that happened. Right. And then you see at that point, you see um, the the Ursine. He, he roars. Right. Because you see it's like this kind of, you know, bear looking creature, as as Sean said, they're, uh, you know, shapeshifters. And mm-hmm. 
Um, it pans out. You see lightning come from his hands and it pans out to the sky and you see this giant clouded figure of a roaring bear in the sky illuminated by like the lightning in the clouds. Oh, so cool. Yeah. So uh, cool. Just amazing imagery there. I, I fucking love it. Um, and that's that's basically that's Volibear, uh, you know, like the yep. representation of Volibear. And, and you see that and it's just this monstrous force that's ahead of them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, they are doing that. I think after that, that's whenever we move on to the next area. Right. Right after that shows Volibear, we get that cut and yep. we go over to Pantheon again who is now in the midst of battle with the Solari soldiers, and he's he's fucking crushing them. Keep in mind, he's just using a shield because he's not looking yeah. to kill, <laughs> right? Yeah, but he is yeah. fucking running through them, dude. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure some of those hits were, were lethal. But, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that last hit, Intention like... Intention not that to kill. Can't help it if you're a badass. really far. Like, <laughs> it's like whenever you, you see, like, Captain America, like kick someone in the chest like and they fly across the room mm-hmm. you're like yeah no like they that foot is imprinted into his sternum like exactly. they are dead you know exactly. that, that's a heart stopper <laughs> so that, that's kind of the, the the vibe you're getting from pantheon right now yes. it's like yeah you're trying your best not to be lethal but buddy you, you're a little too strong yeah you can't right? help it if you're a badass like that sometimes yeah. that just is what it is you know but but the intention at least is not to be lethal by just using the shield and, and yeah. he just runs through them and he fucking crushes them but you know of course nothing can be easy right nothing at all so of course uh, at that point we get a shot pointed in the sky um <sighs> or towards the sky where you see a figure with a sword and a shield coming down like a meteor towards yeah. the battlefield right at pantheon um my God, this was epic to see, right? Oh, so cool, man. Oh. And one of my favorite characters in the game. So, Oh, uh, Leona's one of your favorite characters? I did not know that. Oh, what? well, I don't I don't play her at all. But like, yeah, that's why as, I, I like wouldn't a, have thought that. As a character, like this idea of this woman carrying this giant-ass shield mm-hmm. and like flaming sword, like, I mean, you can't. You can't get me more giddy than that. So, right, right. yeah, whenever she descended from the heavens and collided with with Pantheon, yeah. I about uh, uh, pissed my pants. So, um. <laughs> well, and, and, and that's exactly what happened. So they basically collide with each other because Pantheon obviously shields himself. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, their shields clash. They're kind of pushed away from each other. And we see Leona standing resolute in front of him uh, in her golden armor. Right in between Pantheon and the portal, yeah. and she points her Sunfire Sword, which is the the Zenith Blade that you mentioned. Zenith Blade. Yeah. Um, she points it towards him, and you can tell she is not willing to let him pass through. Yeah, she's like, "Yeah, good luck, buddy." So, yeah, and this is yeah. when I fucking love. Like, so Pantheon, he kind of tilts his head to the side with the expression of like, you know, so be it. Like, this yeah. is what's going to happen then. And he pulls his spear from the ground that he you know left there because he didn't want to hurt anyone before. But he knows what this means, right? Yeah, he's like, no, you can't pull punches with Leona. <laughs> exactly. Well, because Leona is, you know, the person that, that reigned from the heavens right there. She is an aspect as well. She is yes. an aspect of the sun. So she is she is essentially on an equal playing field as him. Um, but she is, is a zealot, you know, as well. She is all about, you know, the aspects, protecting the aspects, protecting the the celestial realm, everything like that. While Pantheon is actively trying to destroy it. Yeah. So and and her former or not a former, um, her uh, official title is the radiant dawn. Yeah. So fucking beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Why can't I have a cool name? (laughs) I know. (laughs) 
<laughs> would love it to be called the Radiant Dawn. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how uh, parents need to start naming their kids. They're exactly. Like, I don't want. I want a middle name. I want a title. You know. Exactly. Like, <laughs> exactly. Well, so you know, this is a big deal because he, he does pull a spear from the ground, as I said, and he begins to advance. Um, mm-hmm. And ladies and gentlemen, that means that we have a uh, battle of aspects going on right here. Yeah. So huge. Um, that is a massive thing right now. We're seeing these two aspects clash against each other. And I just got to say, once again, you can see the scar in, in full, full bloom again as you walk to, walks towards Leona. Oh, it just looks, it's just like the perfect thing. You know what I mean? Because it shows yeah. what he went through and what he's about well, to go through. And he's got this body that's not like a bodybuilder body. It's clearly like, like like kind of like I'm, old I'm man strength naturally this thing. big because like, i do shit all day yeah like yeah. It, like uh, <laughs> uh what a uh, farm hand like far, body yeah farm strong yeah yeah <laughs> it's um, like yeah he's been he's been lifting bales of hay for the last 40 years kind of thing yeah so exactly exactly so like i mean he is oh he's just such a badass dude i fucking love that character yeah. um anyway so we have that happen and um Let's go ahead and oh, I just want to mention also the Solari, which is she's basically like the the queen of the Solari, so to speak, because she's yeah, she she rules the sun, mm-hmm. yeah, and um, you know, the Solari are specifically they're kind of the dominant force on Mount Targon right now, mm-hmm. or for for Targon, I should say specifically. Just keep in mind, she is a very you know powerful force in this world, and especially right now in Targon. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and move to the next section. So at this point, uh, we go back to Sharima. Right. And we yep. see Talia looking down the giant hole from its edge. And then it cuts to a view from the side where you see um, or I'm sorry, where from inside where you see up towards the sky and you see what appears to be like a large creature moving up the tunnel and yeah. towards the opening. Right. And this at this moment, did you know who it was at this moment? I'm pretty sure you probably. Oh, know. yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 Because okay. I saw her brood. So right. I was like, exactly. yeah, yeah. Well, there so, she is. <laughs> so, yeah, at this point, let's just say people who know this character, they were like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. So, it's one of those where like, honestly, like I think uh, we'll just say who she is. It, it's mm-hmm. Rexai, the void burrower. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like, I'm trying to think like she's probably one of the scariest type of creatures in the game like up there with i mean i don't know i don't think she's as scary as fiddlesticks like horror type of scary but mm-hmm. she's one of those where it's like a um you do not want to walk across so, some patches of the sand because um the last thing you want to do is lure this creature out of its burrow you know right um so yeah she's she's and it, they really encapsulated that uh, with her climbing up that that giant hole that was created. Yeah, I think if out of any creatures uh, in or you know beings or whatever in Runeterra, mm-hmm. like Fiddlesticks for sure is yeah. my nightmare. Um, yeah, but, like he's I think <laughs> many I, everyone's of our nightmares. nightmares. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, I mean this is a close second. Let me tell you, I'd probably go Chogoth, who is another void being, and then yeah. it would probably go Rexai for me. Yeah, um, no, I'm I'm there with you. Yeah, so, and and Cho is another void creature. If that tells you anything, exactly well, and, gigantic void creature. And just to kind of give a little little context for the void, the void is basically like, you know, this this realm that's opened up, and these creatures kind of fall out of it, kind of thing, mm-hmm. or like spill these out of terrors, it. Terrors, yeah, terrors. And uh, but if if you read any Lovecraft, like this is the leaks version of like very Lovecraft. Lovecraftian. Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah. And it's, yeah, the, the, these beings that just desire everything to be silent and dark. 
Yeah. And yeah. they have made their way into this realm through tears and they're trying to get into like fully into the realm. And this is the best well, they and, can do so far. And I'm curious, like, cause that's, that's the watchers, right? Right. Yeah. Are the, are the watchers, did they, I mean, maybe we don't know, but like, did they create the void creatures or are they the void creatures? Like, you know so what I mean? So for like, any, yeah. So for, for any of you guys wondering, like as far as the void and the watchers connection, they're one and the same. And so the voidlings that we see, all of these creatures are just little, like little offspring of the void leaking through that they're okay. creating, trying to get their hands on anything to, be, to allow them to actually have full access into uh, the world, which goes into a very big story about um, this character, Lysandra, who's a huge player in um, the Freljord right now mm-hmm. and has basically been around since, you know, a really, really long time, basically. She made a bad deal with the Void and was going to allow them access. And then at the last second, she said, fuck, this is going to destroy the world. And then yeah. froze them, showing showing you how powerful she is. But basically now we're dealing with this buildup. And this is what um, this cinematic is teasing, actually. Um, we're dealing with this buildup of where the Void is actually starting to, uh, like, um, thaw out from the big melting or from the big uh, froze freeze that they did a long time ago. Well, I can't speak mm-hmm. today. Yeah. Um, and that's what we're dealing with right now. That's why we're seeing we're seeing more voidlings um, come out in certain areas, and we're seeing more areas. Period. And we are dealing with um, bigger creatures, especially as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's a the, lot. The rift is getting bigger too. Exactly. So. Yeah, and we see yeah. you know um, Lysandra, who's the ones protecting these frozen beings to make sure that they don't come back awake and alive. Um, she has actively said that they are thawing. Yeah. <laughs> so she's concerned. Um, but anyway, so that's a little extra detail, but basically the void is bad stuff and yeah. you don't want to <laughs> fuck with it. Yeah. You want to avoid the void. Yeah. Avoid <laughs> the void. Avoid the void. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, and we know this is a little different cause you have far less context with this than in arcane. So some of it, you just kind of have to go with us on, but, um, you know, we don't want to make it a six hour podcast episode <laughs> <laughs> as much as you guys would love that. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause uh, trust me, every single thing that I'm, I'm going into, there's like another string that I'm oh, about it, to pull and I'm like, Oh wait, we shouldn't talk about that yet. It's hilarious how I'm having to like feather the brakes on a lot of these things. I'm yeah. Like, yeah, you have to like <laughs> censor ourselves. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so that ended up happening. And then where, where was the last thing I said there? Um, um, well, so uh, Rexai is coming out of the tunnel, then it cuts. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we see the, well, yeah, we see him, yeah, on his way up. Yeah, that's right. Her, her, her. Rexai's, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, yes. Yeah. She's I'm a sorry. brood mother. Her. Brood yes. mother. Okay. Um, <laughs> we see, we see her coming up the tunnel, and then, yeah, that that's it. Uh, then we go back to Leona and Pantheon battling each other, oh, and, and this scene is so it's incredible, amazing, right? So good, like yeah. the the choreography in this is just mind blowing, man. Absolutely, like, and like you it, just feel it, like you feel the hits, like the power. Oh, yeah. I'm watching it right now. I'm just like losing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and I think that this whole scene was meant to show because they both push back each other, you know, at various yeah. times, right? It's meant to show that they're on even footing. 
right? Yeah, they're, they're on even footing, yeah. Right, exactly. So. And so um, then we get to another cut. There's not too much more to go into there other than it's just a badass scene. Yeah. But uh, then we go back over to the Freljord again, and we see the summoned lightning shooting towards Sejuani, and it knocks her off bristle in this beautifully kind of animated slow motion scene oh, um so it's good. everything everything's just so artistically done you know what i mean even in yeah. the most traumatic moments there's like so much beauty there it's yeah. it's insane um and the music for all of these um these parts is just matched perfectly right mm-hmm. with what's going on um so then this is this is a big deal so then we go back over to leona and pantheon once again and they have their weapons locked against each other yeah. And you see a close up of Leona's expression. Oh, dude, their... her her face is like just oh, yeah, fierce, man. It like, is. If she came at me with that that face, I'd shit myself. I would. Oh, I would absolutely. Just be like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. Like you, you just see this like zealous hate in her expression for everything that Pantheon is. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, he's he's literally try- he's he's basically telling her like her her life is a lie. You know, so exactly like they are literally like opposites. Yeah. Um, Which is why I actually think that they might later on, you know, when the story continues, they might end up pairing up somehow because I think they both might have to see Pantheon might have to see what's necessary for gods. And I think she might have to see the brutality of the gods. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and and not to mention with the void, like off in the in the distance horizon, like I think it's going to. It, uh, war often makes uh, interesting bedfellows, right? Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. We're going to have some interesting combinations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I think that that's what's so great about it. I think that they are showing them as these polar opposite beings right now only to make that that union between them or, you know, not like a true union because we know where her heart lies, but like to yeah. make that battle union kind of like between them later on, potentially like something really cool. So I, yeah. I hope that it goes that direction, but we'll see. But we'll regardless, see. Um, so we see her with that expression. And then all of a sudden, in an instant, you see this quick look of surprise on her face. And then she mm-hmm. jumps back and they both look up very quickly. And you see this humongous celestial beam coming right towards Pantheon. And I I fucking love this scene right here. So let me just oh. like break this down. So Looking if you it pause right it at the so right good. time, you get this beautiful scene of in that moment he's centered on the bottom portion of the frame and you see in front of him the silhouette of Mount Targon the overbearing silhouette of Mount Targon overlapping his figure and just dominating the shot and you see it's it's angled up because that's supposed to represent power right whenever the shot is angled up Um, and you see this giant beam just hurling towards him from the heavens and it is fucking gorgeous. Just right there in that scene. That's what I mean with there's no wasted second. You just told me so many things with that one image, right? Yeah. yeah. And um, right there, it, it collides with the cliff of the mountain. And uh, that's where it knocks him off the plateau um, as the music peaks, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And once again, perfectly just syncs with exactly what the music is doing, um, oh, so given good. given their method of how they create. Yeah. And um, well, in, in this in this moment, Pantheon's defeated, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and that's something that yeah, that's something that they kind of have that that second of contemplation within in a few or in a well, minute or two when they go it, back to it. And the, there are like thoughts of where this beam came from or who this beam came from. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you know, the the first, in, you know, thought is is Aurelian soul. Right. Yeah. That's, um, that's the go to. 
Yeah. Um, however, it doesn't confirm or deny it, right? We just yeah, know, we genuinely don't know. Yeah, like, that the, this beam came from the top of Targon. Who it came from, we're, we're not sure. Yes. So there is a dragon that a giant celestial dragon that can literally like create life or destroy life if he wants. Um, yeah. And he is like. I think the second most powerful force that we've ever been introduced to in the universe. First it being Nagake Boros. Really? Nagake yeah, Boros she, is stronger she than She is apparently Soul? the strongest being in existence, period. Wow. Okay. Um, but yeah. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Like the Her, her yeah. domain is the, the majority is, of this planet. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Well, yeah. it's everything in, in motion is, is her domain. That's so that right. includes the universe, like, yeah. Yeah, um, interesting. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, so anyways, I this, love it. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> There's probably some of you guys are like, what the fuck, Nagaka who? <laughs> these, these guys, like, what are they talking about? I'm we sorry. Could spend a, we could spend multiple episodes on exactly. Nagaka Boros. Like, oh, yeah. I can't wait till they get into Bilgewater area with uh, Alawi. The moment I see Alawi on screen, I'm going to freak, man. I'm yeah. Freak. Oh, God. Um, but anyways, okay, so... From there, oh, I was just explaining a little bit about the dragon. That dragon was actually captured by the aspects um, a long time ago, and he's yeah, been basically their slave, yeah, yeah um, ever since. And so, some interesting things are happening right now, given what happened with Pantheon, because he used to actually be the controller of the dragon. Um, yeah, the aspect and- of war, Pantheon, not Atreus, the character we're seeing. Correct. Because, like, you know, the, the aspect, think of, again, as like kind of like Dr. Fate, right, where the aspect possesses a, a user or a user can use their, their powers and stuff, but it's technically two beings, right? Right. The aspect itself is named Pantheon, right? Right. Um, and Atreus is the man that Pantheon has um, possessed, right? Right. And um, he's in well, an interesting spot, particularly yeah. because that, like, the... The constellation went out whenever Pantheon died, and yeah. it was no longer there. And it wasn't until uh, Atreus himself reignited it, basically. So he's in the position of he is the he is Pantheon and yeah. Atreus. He's one in the same. So it's not just an aspect anymore with him, but he's also in the position of he doesn't he doesn't act at all like a normal aspect or well, well, or being. Yeah, right? yeah. And one of the things to keep in mind too. Is that Pantheon, not not Atreus, but you know, mm-hmm. prior Pantheon, uh, was uh, one of the main people that imprisoned, um, and or I, I shouldn't even say imprisoned, enslaved Aurelian mm-hmm. Soul. Absolutely, um, yeah. He was he was at the helm of it, basically. Yeah, and so there there's some thoughts of like you know whenever um, you know the aspect uh, died, right? That mm-hmm. you know part of that enslavement maybe control. weakened or, or control right. weakened um but we we don't know that for certain so. right so i just want to leave it off with these two things basically like if it is aurelian soul right this gigantic powerful thing because the beams that they're shooting out are very much like what we know to be aurelian soul yeah um it's one of two things either a he is still being controlled and the aspects told him to shoot down atreus basically mm-hmm. right or it is um uh, him acting, him now being freed to some degree, at least enough to basically try to kill Atreus. Yeah. Or there is actually a third option, which is um, he might have been trying to hit Leona because if you think about it, Atreus and um, Aurelian Soul want the same thing. They want death to all the gods. Yeah. 
So I'm not sure, you know, if maybe he was actually trying to aim for Leona and they just That's pulled the That's interesting. Noopsie. Yeah. Uh, but they would yeah. actually be like friends because they have the same ultimate goal. So um, anyways, that's that's way in the weeds. So I won't continue on with that. But either way, it's very interesting <laughs> stuff there that is in the background that you don't fully well, it, get to see. But it's, it's adds it's to funny the how it. like if if you show this to to some people, you know, they'll they'll appreciate it. Right. Mm-hmm. But you show it to a league player and suddenly they're like, oh, no, the beam means something. And, right. you know, the way it it's shot at them means something, too. Like and then suddenly you're just like, oh, my God, there's so much more stuff. To exactly. I <laughs> think there is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, oh, man. So then <laughs> so then we, we have that that scene. Right. The, the music, um, it, it begins to go into this lull. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, we get the shot back to Orn, who's now cooling the weapon that he was previously forging. Right? Oh, this is Orn's just so cool, man. A quick that's scene. A and yeah, that's kind of like our anchor, That right? That's like our safety spot right now of like what's going on here, right? Because yeah. this is where the action is not, right? Well, it's the one place where the action is not. And, and what the, one of the funny things, and if you go on uh, Orn mains, like I was kind oh, of seeing what they were thinking. And they were like, Orn was perfect because he didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> he just forged and all the orange yeah. mains are like yeah mm-hmm, yeah okay, that's what we do <laughs> sounds about right so um, yeah how uh, many memes came out of that are, by the way yeah. it's hilarious with like oh, <laughs> there's the typical orange fucking forging <laughs> on his own just lane. chilling at, at top lane yeah. you know forging <laughs> weapons <laughs> um but anyways uh, for you guys that don't understand this just orin is he's a forger and he just wants to do his own thing that is Let, the it, his own worshippers were slaughtered by the earth sign and he was like, mm-hmm. hmm, well, it happens, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he just went back to a forging. Yeah. He kind of took so. it on the shoulder and was like, all right, whatever. You know? Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, there is purpose, at least purpose, I think to what he's doing. Same. We'll talk Same. about that at the end though. Um, but then after that, after that quick scene, um, we're met with a close-up shot of Pantheon's eye. Right. The eyes in this cinematic, Dude. I think, are the best I've ever seen. Well, absolutely, and, gonna, and this yeah. is this the scene is where I first was like, "Oh, it switched to live action." Yeah. <laughs> like I was like, "Okay, yeah, this is where." It is. Like that's that's actually a person's eye. You obviously. literally get yeah. to see, like, you know, if you ever if you ever shined a light on someone's eye, you get to see it kind of illuminated from behind, almost right. Um, yeah, as the light yeah. passes through, and you get that same exact thing here, and it was, it was so beautifully done. Like it, it's insane the level of of um fidelity that they have to real life and i some mean of we, shots. we are uh emerging from the uncanny, uncanny valley and we're getting yeah. to a point where it's like i i think within honestly probably like three or four years we're probably not going to be able mm-hmm. to tell the difference like i mean we, we are getting that close i think it'll uh, be a little we'll, bit longer but like for for still shots or slow shots i bet i i think that yeah, yeah it's going to no. be much harder to tell um, and, and this is a good example of it because like you get to see all the, every single pore, every single wrinkle in the skin whenever he you know moves his face, like all that kind of stuff that's there. But yeah. um, anyways, in, in that moment, you see him look up and the camera pans to reveal what looks like a battlefield of, of just weapons left in in the ground from yeah. something. Right. We don't know what it is yet, um, but you get the silent look of contemplation on on Pantheon's face where he seems to just be kind of taking in what he sees. And then it quickly shifts to this expression of anger. Right. No, uh, I, honestly, I wouldn't even, uh, I mean, like at first he, he sees the weapons, right. Mm-hmm. And he like, he, he, um, um, he's got this, this expression. I wouldn't say anger as much as like, 
like sorrow, you know, like, you, are you talking about like, the very end, like, like right before it changes? Because it, it's, it's like that for a while. And then it changes to what I took as anger. No, I'm talking like before it cuts to the next scene, like any, he, he squints his face, you know, yeah, when he squints. Um, yeah. The, the, the feeling I got was like, almost like he let, let them down, you know, like, he's like, Oh, like, you know, well, okay. I, I, I think we're, I think here, we're in the same but, ballpark. Cause I put in anger as well. And I think that it's because like my, my, reasons for why i think it is that way is because a i think his facial expression deems it that but yeah. also i think that he was looking at the, the battle where all this stuff happened and we don't know exactly what happened well, and, I'm sh- and and who's to say that you can only have one emotion through an expression you know well, true 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 but <laughs> yeah um it, it uh, like whenever he's looking at that what happened there i'm sure he obviously knows but we as the audience don't exactly know but i in my mind it's either one of two things it's either you know the fallen weapons of all the people that have tried to make it up to mount targon for these powers that you know can become a curse rather than a blessing right yeah so he's, yeah. he he looks at that and he feels like the anger towards the gods because of that or it's a battle of all of these you know religious sects um, of armies that are have been yeah. battling through the ages in a constant war of it's, gods uh, all this all this uh death and destruction you know right that, based that he's for, trying to fight against you know he's trying to stop right because so. it's all of that is just in the name of these of these aspects these deities yeah. uh, that he is trying to stop and so in that moment it, I, at least i perceived it as you know anger or some form of anger and yeah, so yeah but regardless that gives him the how should i the say the will or the yeah like it, it, it ignites something in him right yeah um and not not in this scene but but yeah right right not not literally ignites him yet because he's about to be like literally (laughs) kind of ignited (laughs) but like it it ignites this this kind of drive in him right that's always been present and um this is when i I love it you see that all of a sudden in that that same shot you see the a glow kind of come onto his face and it shoots back to see you see all of these celestial beams coming from the sky right Mm-hmm. And and they're going off in or am different I, directions am I head? and stuff like that. Am I am I ahead? No, no, no. Because because no? it 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 it's uh it shows it does a zoom out mm-hmm. and shows him you know kneeling in that that field of of swords and and uh, you know shields and stuff like that. And it you look up and you can still see the 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 portal up at the the mountain along with all those different you know uh, meteors of light like kind of coming down from the mountain um okay i think i'm yeah this is this how this one ends off is just very similar to the next scene with pantheon yeah Um, yeah so yeah i i think the next scene is what i'm i'm about i'm about to get into but i'll okay i'll obviously wait for that because i was blurring the lines here um but yeah so you see the the celestial beam basically like glow on it on his face and you see that shot of the celestial beam coming from the sky right Mm -hmm. and it's just once again gloriously animated like everything oh. was beautiful well, and that's the thing i mean that that was a shot that i was like that's that's gonna be a wallpaper like <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> it looks so good <laughs> so um and and then we go over to back to sejuani right where mm-hmm. we see her mm-hmm. lift herself from the snow and she kind of has this and we might disagree on this one again but um it's this kind of look of of shock at yes, first, I think, yep. uh, and mm-hmm. just also just like this, what am I going to do from here on? And then I think she gets this, you, in my opinion, which kind of gets this anger strike again. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you see the lightning just striking down members of her clan left and right. 
beside her, right? Once again, yeah. beautifully animated scene. Um, oh, I love Sejuani, dude. And yeah, it's man. just, yeah, and once again, it, it, same thing as Pantheon. We're, we're being put in these points right now where we're, you know, Pantheon is just been hit and confronted by an enormous celestial force, right? Yeah. Something far greater than himself. And right here we have Sejuani, like, struck by something, once again, far greater than, than herself. She's on the ropes right now, right? Yeah. And all of them are have this kind of expression where it's just like, I, I'm going to have to do what I meant to do regardless of the consequence. Yeah. Right? If it, even if I die trying kind of thing. Ex- exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, this is their moment. And um, oh, then chills. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then right there we go to because um, this trend continues. We go and I fucking love this scene. Oh, my God. Um, we go back to Sharima. I say that for like every scene, but I mean I it know. For this one. <laughs> so we finally go back to Sharima at this point where we see uh, Talia and Kaisa both looking down at the giant hole, kind of in, in anticipation, I would say. Yeah. And um, you see Kaisa. This is the part that I fucking love. Um, you see Kaisa slowly lift her head and look over to Talia with this look of kind of reluctant, reluctant acceptance on her face. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, she knows what she has to do. And Talia turns her head to her and, and you see her get very emotional all of a sudden. Right. Yeah. And you see it spread through her eyes, like literally everything about her face. Once again, just so beautifully animated. Uh, It's just a face telling you a million words. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's, that's what it is. That's so great about it. It's like, you can literally, it's, it's harder to explain than it is to feel, you know what I mean? Yep. Yep. And um, so that's exactly what you get right there. And it's like this, you know, you could tell she's like saying like, no, you don't have to do this in, in her eyes. She's like kind yeah. of pleading with her like, like you don't, don't have do to this. do this. Yeah. yeah. And she you can tell. And if you know anything about Kaisa, that's exactly what she's going to do. Um, yeah. So now we're going to go back over to Pantheon where we get and this is a brilliant <sighs> scene. Once again, we <sighs> have pantheon we get a side shot of him oh. kneeling on this field of fallen warriors he stares up to the skies and you see these giant celestial beams of destruction once again hurling towards earth with almost complete disregard for their impact or consequence and i think that's important in this moment yeah yeah because you see these things these it's are, almost like seeing missiles like yeah exactly and past you and there's in it in a way like he's just helpless like he's just exactly sitting there going like like, do I accept what's happening right now? Like, right. so well, yeah. it, it's just the embodiment of everything that he hates happening yeah. in front of him right now. Yeah. And it's this moment where once again, they have to, in all of these cases, right. They have to stand up and they know what they need to do. Right. Yeah. And I mean, the, 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 the cinematic is literally called the call. You know, yeah, exactly. Like the call to action, you know, exactly, and and that's exactly what I was hearing. It's it's incredibly well done, but yeah, like especially some of these scenes <sighs> with, I think the the two that really hit me the most were definitely Kaisa and Pantheon, and, 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 and yeah, the Kaisa Talia interaction, and then yeah, yeah and, and then him just looking up. I mean, everything looks beautiful in Targon, especially like night shots in Targon look amazing. I, I think Targon's one of the most beautiful regions, absolutely, like, dude, to date. Oh, um, so good. But yeah, but regardless, Sejuani's part in this is, is amazing as well, right? Yeah. Um, but we says, at that point, we do go back to Sejuani, and we see Sejuani um, get up and walk oh. towards her enemies down this path. Um, 
and she releases the end of her true ice flail from her grasp. And you oh, know what so she's cool. about to do. Like so you see cool. this exactly. It's the slow motion scene of of her just trudging forward, getting up and yeah. trudging forward. And I fucking loved it. Oh. Um, so, yeah. And then we go and, back. And her, her flail is is true ice, right? Yes. So, yes. Her, her flail is, is yeah. true ice. So this is keep in mind, this is painful. Like it's supposed to be. It's literally described as unbearably painful, even yeah. for the iceborne to wear or to uh, wield at all. Wield. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, just keep that in mind whenever you see her do this, because um, I mean she is she's a strong lady. But my uh, God. well, let, let's just say the the Freljord, I mean the Freljord is a uh, matriarchal society. Yes, right? it is. Yeah, um, and the, it's like it's so like I, I love it because it kind of turns that everything that you know we've kind of been indoctrinated in upside down because mm-hmm. it's like it's like no like the hardest and most like uh, you know weathered. Um, characters in this region are the and and they have to be the most brutal are the the leaders of each of these tribes which are yeah these uh um, iceborne women you know so yeah it's it's cool to 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 see this and it's it's totally just i mean makes you fall in love with um sejuani even more (laughs) than you already were yeah absolutely i mean i personally am more of an ash kind of guy but no you're an ash guy i'm an ash guy but i do there's something about a woman on a board that just (laughs) (laughs) i've always said i want my women on board (laughs) (laughs) but either way like there is like zero days a week that you would catch me saying anything bad about sejuani because sejuani is a beast of a woman like i even remember when she came out that was one of those times where we were just like she was such a unique character like this this oh, yeah, badass yeah. viking woman riding a giant pig like how yeah. cool is this you know exactly so yeah it was i mean from from the beginning she's she's been a very unique character that i'm i'm so happy she's getting the love that she deserves so yeah absolutely all right and then, then we're gonna go back over to sharima now and uh we get back to kaisa who mm-hmm. steps back and kind of like reapplies her organic armor, right? Which on, is on um, her, her organic helmet type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, that's right. Cause you know, she already had the rest well, of it. In, in one second, like before we kind of go mm-hmm. to the next section, that scene where it shows number one, it lines up perfectly with the music. Of like course, whenever yeah. the, her helmet goes up. And if you watch that in slow motion, the way it's animated is just so cool. cool. Like, yeah. and even her armor, like, like look at her armor. It's got this like like almost like prismatic rainbow kind of green, purple, black, blue, like all at once. And it's just I don't know, man. Like it I, I love it whenever I it see hits that different. kind of stuff. It hits it, it reminds me <laughs> kind of a uh like a rainbow boa, you know? Yeah. Where it's like it's just got all these different colors that like seamlessly just kind of uh proliferate throughout her her form, you know? Yeah. Um so yeah, and, badass is what I'm getting. Yeah, at, so. absolutely. I mean, 100. percent And and that's you know once again you get to see like her organic armor in in play here, right? Because she is in you know command of if she wants it up or down, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think with with that, right? Because we have a, a quick second there. She's just fully accepted. You know, the solidification of her choice. It's, it's pure, like, pure conviction. Is, exactly. is the way I look at it. Yeah. Exactly. So. It's like she has decided and this is what's going to happen. Yeah. And um, just harking back to that, you know, I conversation that, that she yeah. had with Talia before. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. But anyway, so. Well, and, and we'll kind of get into it. Actually, here, I'll, oh. I'll talk about it whenever we, we 
get to that scene. Sorry, okay. I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> it's okay. I, it's easy to do here. I've already no, done it like a thousand times. All right. Um, but just then we see a giant creature shoot out of the hole as the music swells at the perfect time, of oh, course. And it God. knocks Kaisa up. And uh, this right here is Rek'Sai, the mother of the Xersai. And Kaisa releases a volley of blasts at that point, kind of taunting Rek'Sai to follow her uh, as mm-hmm. she kind of purposely falls back down through the emergence hole, right? Yeah. So well, and, what and do you it, think it about does, that? Well, and it shows a scene where Talia's just like, I mean, she's devastated. Like, clearly she'd been getting oh, to know this person. She, and, um, you know, in, in a way, like, you know, Talia doesn't have that same conviction that uh, Kaisa has, but she like, you know, it, it's it's so well animated, but she's she is um, sad, but she also knows what she has to do, you know, yeah, um, exactly. which will we'll play out here in a second. But um, but man, like I'm looking at at Talia right now and she's just. That, they made her so expressive, yeah. gorgeous, gorgeous. Like, yeah. yeah it's so Once good. again, it's those things where you you really just have to see it to feel it, you know, rather oh. than have it being described to you. Um, yeah. Well, and then seeing like, like there's a there's a couple parts where you know, uh, uh, Kaisa is like, you know, she's in the air because uh, Rexai knocked her up real, you know, literally like twenty stories into the air. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Rexai is coming back down, you know, uh, mm-hmm. on top of Kaisa uh, while Kaisa falls through the hole. And Rexai is chomping at the bit, man. Like oh, she yeah. is just not. Like, looking, she just wants to eat her. Like yeah, exactly. She's um, looking to kill for sure. Oh yeah, and then, <laughs> um, but then it it and you know Kaisa's. Oh man, Kaisa looks so cool right now. But uh, she's like shooting all around, you know, with the, mm-hmm. the her armor and stuff. Yeah, and uh, it like zooms in on her, and uh, it cuts immediately back to Rexai, and you get a good like full look at Rexai and damn dude just like devastating if i was if that was coming after me like i would just i'd probably give up you give know, up just be like, okay, yeah well there's <laughs> no like, way like yeah, i'm dying now See obviously the universe <laughs> wants me dead so this, yeah <laughs> this is how it is. <laughs> but not for kaisa so <laughs> yeah um but anyway so yeah i mean that it's it's a well done scene and you get to see really like kaisa and the full grandeur of what she is right I'm sorry, uh, uh, Rexai. Uh, Rexai in the full grandeur yeah, yeah, yeah. of what she is. And, um, you know, obviously, LOR fans, Legends of Runeterra, um, if you guys play, you guys know this uh, this emergence, right? Because this yeah. is the level up effect. So um, I thought that was a really good nice tie-in. Easter egg, you know, once again. Uh, yeah. So I, I loved how they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we go back over to Sidwani, who is now running through a horde of Ursai, beating them violently with her flail. And... I love this this next part right here. You get this like really beautiful primal oh. scene where she just screams at the figure of Volibear in the sky as lightning strikes all around her. Oh, it was man. so fucking primal, dude. I was just like, oh, I was. It's one of those where it's like, uh, I it's it captures one of those moments where like, uh, how do I explain it? Like, I I love it whenever you see like a character like with with you know powers and stuff like Mm -hmm. get angry right um i've seen it in obviously the hulk right um uh more in in actually oddly enough uh the the hulk with eric bana um but also i've seen it in like attack on titan right when aaron gets Mm -hmm. really pissed off and this like just totally reminded me of that where it's like this is pure unfiltered 
just ferocity, you know, yeah, like absolutely. Do, if you get in the way of this person, like they will cut you down and just keep chugging kind of thing. I mean, that was the vibe yeah. I got from Sejuani. Like she is, <laughs> she's so pissed, man. <laughs> it's yeah. Great. Un, un, untrue, unbridled primal rage. Like that's yeah. what it is. And yeah. uh, I fucking loved it, dude. Um, because Ugh, I want to see that more. It's just, oh, it's so compelling. Oh, yeah. It was very, smokes. very fucking powerful. So, yeah. Um, I loved that scene. A beautiful, once again, beautifully animated. And I think that the the lightning just all around them during all of this, like this chaos, is just yeah. accents the scene perfectly. You know. Well, and, they, and then they, they the uh, the direction, you know, the the, uh, the directors and, and and whatnot know like when to do those slow motion shots. And this is one where she's you know chugging through with with the flail, and then she screams up at the skies, and that's whenever it does that real good slow motion shot, so you yeah. really take it all in in that moment, and you're just like, whoo, like... <laughs> like, I'm more scared of Sejuani at this point than Volibear, of, of the oh, giant yeah. being up at the sky. <laughs> Absolutely, <right? laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then, of course, the music just ugh, accentuates all of this, right? Ugh, um, yeah. And so then we go back over to um, this next scene. Oh, Pantheon. Damn it. This is where all the great <laughs> I can't believe we, we've somehow done two hours of a four minute. <laughs> this, is, this is a talent in and of itself, man. Truly, like, truly. We are good. Uh, something out of like... absolutely nothing. Um, well, anyways. I wouldn't say nothing, but well, we yeah, can but, definitely. I mean, like, yeah. As far as like relative size, like this, yeah. is, this is absurd at this point. Um, but anyway, so we see um, Pantheon grip his his spear and his shield and they basically ignite with celestial energy. And you see his eyes start to glow as Ugh. he looks up once again to the heavens in anger. Um, or what at least what I perceive as anger. Or determination. Again. Determination, like, anger. Yeah. Which, yeah. Whichever one take, take Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, and then you get a, a an aerial shot um, where you see he is amassing the celestial energy all around him and is now actually taking up the kind of vague form of the classically depicted aspect of war pantheon, right? Yeah. You, you, mm-hmm. you start to see the fiery kind of helmet, right? Everything like that, um, which I think was fucking amazing to see. And yeah. I love how Ugh. they did it as almost this kind of like ethereal being kind of like taking over. You know what I mean? Taking shape. Yeah. 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 And um, I-, I loved the way that that was depicted. I, so I just want well to point out like and I'm seeing this now because I'm, I'm pausing every scene. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's on the ground at this aerial shot. You see yeah. all these weapons and everything. And you yeah. see this these pools of, of water. Right. Mm hmm. In the fucking pools of water, there are reflections of the celestial like um, light beams that mm-hmm. are uh, flying above. Right, like, that just shows you how good the attention the to detail. detail is. Yeah, it's absolutely. So like, um, not surprised. I I didn't notice that, but you want to know how surprised I am? Oh, not I'm, at all. Yeah, zero percent surprised. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the level that we're dealing with. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, amazing scene once again. Everything with Pantheon so far especially has been uh, astounding to me. Yeah. But anyway, so then we go back over to to Leah, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we see her basically struggling with, with you know, not only emotionally, right? But now she's yeah. pulling this giant, um, the giant statue of uh, the faceless being. And she's using her stone weaving abilities and she's pulling it down. And I love how it's animated too. Like you can, you could feel her like pulling it with energy. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I could feel it. 
Yeah. Um, and she's just, her teeth are gritting and she's just. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And, and so she manages to pull this giant statue in and it, and it seals the opening. And even yeah. as you see it collide with the, with the earth, you also see it crush a bunch of Xersai that were about to be um, reaching the surface as it, yeah. as it was, which well, is. It, and part of it too is like, I mean, she, she has accepted that Kaisa's made this decision. Exactly. And she's following up. Um, you know, like just intuitively with what Kaisa would want, which is to seal in this animal. So um, even if it means, you know, uh, sacrificing her right now, exactly. now we know, we yeah. know Kaisa is, you know, very capable. So we, we she's, she's, she's going to being in the void. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> she's not, we haven't seen the last of Kaisa. I'm just going to say that, but, <laughs> yeah, don't worry um, about that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, for Talia's sake, like this could be the last time that Talia sees her. You know? Yeah, for all she so, knows, she just sealed her fate of death, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so and, and really, so it, I mean, well, the more we talk about it, the more I'm just like, man, this is like this is so intense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it's so, it's a a tough decision that she and keep in mind all of this was split seconds, right? Yeah. yeah. And so yeah, it, it was something you could tell she was you know not only struggling physically in that moment, but definitely emotionally as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because that is that is fucking something to have on your shoulders afterwards, right? Oh yeah. Um, but then after that, we, uh, get back up to Panthe. Oh man. <laughs> Every single time I'm like, oh, this is such so a good, good scene. This is such a good scene. Good. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, uh. so after that, we go back to Pantheon and you see a close up of his face, his eyes now fully glowing brightly with the wow. very power that he hates, honestly. Yeah. Um, and he uses the energy that he amassed to literally launch himself towards the sky where he pierces the clouds and reveals the heavens above. My God. Oh, it is good, a man. glorious scene, dude, because anyone that knows the game, you know, that this ability of his, this is his ultimate ability. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, seeing just like this pure conviction, as you said, like it just it, it's astounding. dude. It's powerful. Right? It really is. Like, I mean, and that's the thing is like the way the League of Legends characters have been framed is they are legends. Right. Right. So that is the expectation that these the player base has where it's like. If I see this character on screen, it's not going to be like a happy hunky dory kind of thing. It's not going to be like their choices are leading to world changing events because they are on that level. So it's like you just get like this huge surge of dopamine whenever you see these godlike beings like, you know, clashing uh, together or, you know, uh, performing their their amazing feats you know right. so we, we think of think of league of legends like i mean there 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 are some characters that don't have that particular aspect yet uh, at least lo- lo- looking at looking at you timo um but I was even, gonna, I, yeah. uh, first of all fuck you for saying that timo does not have. <laughs> i thought you were gonna say seraphine and i was like yeah for sure that was like, that was the other garbage. one it was seraphine but yeah timo, don't uh, you fucking touch timo yeah. like, timo's my boy. <laughs> but uh but yeah you know it, it's it's uh i i i call it modern mythology right yeah. um so we, we are seeing these these myths play out in front of our eyes uh to the same level that that you know people were excited about zeus and and uh, hercules and all that stuff back in right you know the, the ancient mythological days right um so yeah I, I do consider this uh modern mythology so we we are seeing yeah. you know those that type of level of these characters and it's it's beautifully and my god they do it justice yeah oh yeah so jeez. <laughs> 
Um, but then, all right, so we we have that right amazing scene, and then we're brought back to um, the Florian battlefield where you see Olaf just slicing through the Ursine tribe at this point, right? Oh, so and Sejuani so then jumps on the back of Bristle and seamlessly grabs out her true ice bola, which she mm-hmm. then hurls at a few of the Ursi that's in front of her. Right. And that that's her ultimate in game. Exactly. Throwing that out. Yeah. Yeah. I, all of these. I love how they kind of subtly add all of these um, throws to the games. Yeah. yeah. Like these powerful abilities that we know and love because to us, you know, like someone that doesn't really know the lore all that much, like I get it might not mean that much to you in that moment. But for us, like these are the things that, you know, really like we've known about these characters and to see them play out in any way is amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, yeah. that shot where she just she throws out that the, the bola and then um, mm-hmm. it freezes those ursine and then she shatters them. Shatters them, yeah. Uh, with with bristle right there in the scene, mm-hmm. like I was gotta just have like, bristle. It's not a scene where she have bristle. Absolutely, like the, <laughs> it was just. Oh, and this it was is braided so bristle too, so it's like five times better, dude. Oh, it really is. Like, I mean, <laughs> I, I was actually I didn't realize. I mean, I, I don't think she does in game, but like whenever they they turned uh, bristles, you know, the the braided braids into um, the, yeah, reins the reins that yeah. she that she uses, I just thought that was genius. You Me know, too, like I was, I was just like, wow, like I would have never thought of that. That's actually makes perfect sense. So it was very creative, too. But yeah, yeah exactly. Epic AF. That's what I would say. Epic AF. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, well, yeah, we have that. Um, once again, music matches up perfectly with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like I, I hate only saying that about the music, but it's just like it's it's true. Like there's nothing else to say about it. It just the music is so aligned with and in tune with every single action that's happening on screen. There's yeah. no other way. Way to describe it um but then after that we uh then see uh kaisa oh man so good i we, we see kaisa <laughs> falling down the giant tunnel ensuring that rexai is following behind her right and hasn't yeah. turned around or anything and um we see this tunnel is now more void more void like right we see mm-hmm. it's very organic looking All these purple accents it's everywhere exactly yeah. illuminated by this purple glow and at that moment she turns around retracts the organic mask and um, of her armor and then you see now she's actively diving deeper into the void tunnel and um, she just has this it kind of goes in on her face um, as this happens and you see this look of like true determination and purpose as she descends into the depths of the void I mean in a way like it's almost like she's she's uh, I don't don't want to say like happy but like it's like she's in the zone is what that's it is. what I think. Like I, I, yeah. I truly think that's why I mean, like I, I literally wrote like true determination and purpose because like I feel like she is she always knew this day was coming. Mm-hmm. Right. And I feel like now she knows it's time to do it. Right. And so it's just kind of like the acceptance of like it's time to fucking get it done. And just like this face of kind of like, yeah, let's fucking go. You know what yeah, I mean? This is my moment. Kind exactly. Of yeah. Like uh, it's once again, it's one of those things where it's really hard to describe because it's so complex. Right. Yeah. Um, it's a but, I mean, of and, so many emotions. But yeah. yeah. And you got to make sure you watch it because it's just it's, exactly. Yeah. So if you so have good. not been watching and you've only been listening, I don't know what you're doing right now. Like, yeah. go back and watch. <laughs> pull over to the side of the road. Exactly. For four minutes and watch this. Watch thing, okay? this and then come back, please. <laughs> um, but then we have the, the very last scene, right, where we have Orn standing um, next to his uh, finished sword. Right. And he mm-hmm. puts it into the ground um, with his hand still glowing from the forge. 
and he has just a stony. It's hard to it's hard to nail down his expression because he has so much like he's got a heavy beard, right? Yeah, and he's he's not exactly human. So, um, but I definitely think that he also has this kind of expression of like I know what I have to do. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And and if you look carefully, like you do see these runes on the sword and everything like that. I don't think it's a sword that we've seen before. Other, I think the closest thing we've seen to it is honestly Riven's sword. Um, cause it has like these runes imprinted on it. Yeah. Which I thought yeah. was interesting. But, well, and um, I think the rumor is that it's, um, infinity edge, right? Like I don't, th- I don't crafted think it infinity is edge infinity in that edge. moment. I don't think it is infinity edge. You might think that it's, it's infinity edge. We'll keep that as a, we'll see what happens in the future. But, but anyway, so what the main part of this is that, what do we think is going to happen here? Like, what are we gearing up towards? What do you think is is going to be the the next chapter? Uh, I mean, I think I think we're gearing up for a void event. You know, mm-hmm. um, it well, all signs point to the void. You know, Freljord is connected to the the void. Uh, Sharima mm-hmm. is obviously connected to the void. Um, the Targon, the aspects are some of the only uh, beings that can really. Fight some of the larger. Their basic voids. purpose is to actually keep the void. Yeah, that's yeah, that's their yeah. goal. And to keep the void at bay. And Aurelian Soul is one of the only beings that can potentially seal the void rift. So, yes. um, yeah, you know, I I think I think we're gearing up for the void. I mean, I also I've I've been following some leaks and rumors, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but if I, I, mean, if I didn't hear that, I still think we're yeah. Go yeah, I, I think it's it's pretty obvious for people that play League at least. I think it's pretty obvious that know the world like this is what we're gearing up towards. We just had you know a, a big or two big events you know leading to worldwide uh, effects, right? Yeah, and um, I think that this next one is going to be the void, and and that's one of the things I love about League is that they you do have these huge events right that are global Mm -hmm. in scale for most of them and um they're happening right now so it feels like you can actually participate in them you know yeah yeah so So, which you which you will be able to if you play the games yeah and that's for any games because all of them usually have some you know degree of uh event yeah yeah, <laughs> but so basically, you know, if you, if you're you know TFT, if you want to play Legends of Runeterra, especially Wild Rift uh, or uh, True League of Legends, like any of those, you know, really fun to dip your hands into and have some fun with. But um, yeah, well, like, and and part it. of it too is you know we are seeing world building for the um, p- p- future MMO as well. Mm-hmm. So oh, oh yeah, that's. That is the beautiful thing about all of this stuff that I see nowadays. Like I'm always mm-hmm. like, man, this is going to be great in an MMO. Oh, I can't right? wait till I, I climb Mount Targon in the MMO. <laughs> exactly, exactly. All of these yeah. things, like uh, truly, like uh, this is the perfect world for an M- for a really in depth MMO too. Yeah. So yeah. I I can't wait for that. Um, but yeah. Anyways, uh, that will I think that's going to wrap up. I I can't believe we made two hours. We were concerned like maybe that'll be like a half an hour. Yeah, I know. Minutes. Two hours later, dude. Wow. Yeah, that's um, crazy. Anyway, we're so, crazy. <laughs> we are crazy. Um, but yeah, that is you know everything that we're going to be talking about on on this episode. It's done. We still have to do the reviews that we're going to read off. 
Mm-hmm. So um, for those of you that want to stick around for that, please do, uh, because it's a, it's one giant thank you to all you guys that have reviewed us. Um, and for those of you that haven't, you know, please uh, go and review us if you have not yet. <laughs> uh, leave the five stars. Go to Apple Podcasts. Leave five stars for us. Uh, write down your review. And if you care to have it read off um, in a voice of a specific character, go ahead and leave that character's name there, too. And, and we will give it our best shot. <laughs> Make no promises <laughs> in it being good, because it yeah. probably won't. Um <laughs> And then also, oh, this is another question that I got from um, a few people as well, mentioning the other projects that we were working on related to League of Legends um, and Arcane and whatnot. And we still are working on those. They're coming out. We're actively like going through those still. We should have the next one done, I think, probably in a few weeks. It's, it all took longer than we thought, but it's all coming together and it's going to be really, really good. So we're excited. But yeah, we'll go ahead and go over to the review part now. So thank you all very much for listening. For those of you that you know are leaving, and uh, yeah, just make sure to follow us on the Twitter at cor underscore pod, or search for us and leave those reviews if you haven't so far. And yeah, that'll be it. But let's go ahead and do the reviews now, Sean. All right. So once again, yeah. thank you all so much for reviewing the podcast. We really appreciate it. Giving us those five stars is amazing, and it's really helped out like a bunch. And um, also, I forgot to mention this a little bit earlier, but just um, for everyone that's, you know, we've got a lot of people that have wrote into the Twitter. You know, we're actively trying to get back to all of you. It might take a little bit, but we we try our hardest. So just bear with us on that. But uh, thanks mm-hmm. to all of you guys that have um, subscribed to us on Twitter or followed us on Twitter as well. We really, really appreciate it. Surprise or, or not, if we respond, like, I mean, don't feel the uh, like you have to respond back to us whenever we respond back to you. It's fine. But um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, anyways, regardless, like just uh, it's really just a thank you. You know, we know that you spend some time listening and then, you know, responding to us or, you know, answering the call of going and following us on the Twitter or leaving the review. So we just want to make sure that you guys feel the appreciation as well. Um, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, speaking of that, I couldn't have done it without you guys. Exactly, so. <laughs> exactly. But speaking of that, um, yeah, let's go ahead and jump right into the reviews. So we found out that we did have a little bit of a backlog uh, from some reviews that were from out of the U.S. territory, mm-hmm. so we have those now, and so we're gonna we we didn't forget about you guys, so we're gonna go ahead and read you guys off as well today. So let's go ahead and start off with Kaz. <laughs> Great entertaining podcast on Arcane gives us those five stars, so thank you very much. And says loves the banter and the chemistry when discussing Arcane. Lots of humor mixed in with insights and fun content overall. I started watching Arcane not having played a single frame of any of their games, but the world has me. Trust me, I know your feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thanks for keeping me entertained while washing dishes and vacuuming. I wish there was more dishes to wash as I'm having too much fun now, LMAO. Wow. I can give you some dishes. I was like, I have, you want to come, like, come back to my place? I got so place, many chores. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I keep you busy. Yeah. Uh, subbed and will try and spread your podcast. Um, awesome. Simon. That is Melbourne, so cool. Down under. There we go. So thank you very much. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, you're the best for sure. Awesome. awesome. Um, and also uh, you don't have to come and vacuum or anything like that. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, unless you really want to, I'm sure you got yeah. enough. I'm sure you got enough of your own. So, um, all right. So that is that one. You go ahead and kick us off with the next one. Okay. So the next one comes from person three, six, five, eight. So, uh, best podcast about the best show ever. 
Hey, Mike and Sean, just wanted to say your podcast is amazing. Thank you so much for breaking down literally the greatest show ever made episode by episode in podcast format. You guys <laughs> definitely have a Jace Victor presence slash friendship going on yeah. in the pod. And the way you're both able to play, play off each other's humor, knowledge and enthusiasm for the show translates to one a very enjoyable and entertaining podcast and two helps non-league newcomers to arcane dive right into the series. Please keep the episode length 90 minutes to two plus hours. (laughs) (laughs) Granted. (laughs) Done. (laughs) We will not fail you there. Um, As someone who's watched the show twice, uh, you got to you know, uh, pick up those numbers. Those are rookie numbers. Yeah. You know? <laughs> at, at this point, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> watch the show twice. I still miss things you guys point out. You guys deserve a seat at the table discussing this masterpiece with the writers at Riot. Uh, if you want to go ahead and tell them that directly um, on our behalf, uh, we're more than happy Plus, to accommodate. I mean, you know? yeah, love to be there for sure. But luckily enough, uh, 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 we do have interviews coming up with some of them. So there is that. So yeah, yeah. we manifested our destiny for us. Thank you very much. And, and I'll be honest, like just being in that room, I would just be dumbfounded and would just be like sitting there like an idiot. Well, and they'd be like, I don't we, think it's much. We want your thoughts. And I just be like uh no you guys are you guys are doing just do what i don't know doing. i like, actually think I, that we would we would do like one of two things we would just be fanboying so hard that they, we would be a yeah. complete distraction to them and yeah. um i think that's probably the most likely scenario or <laughs> or <laughs> they would the ask scenario. us like yeah. for one tiny piece of like you know oh what's your thought on this like this little tiny thing and we would like spill Take like five hours thousand, of the time yeah like, exactly and they'd be yeah. like can you just fucking leave like there's no way <laughs> like but in all honestly like i i think the the system that they have set up the last thing i would want to do is inject myself yeah, inject into yourself. that system like like it's like no 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 no. like y'all have it like just keep trucking along and i will stay out of your way kind of thing so uh but yeah no that is great awesome praise we, we totally appreciate that <laughs> just um, imagine this somewhere there's like you know a, a, like the narrative lead or something like that um yeah they are like oh wow i was gonna invite them on now i'm i guess scratch their name off <laughs> yeah it's like well you know <laughs> wow. they, they said that they yeah. would stay out of the way so <laughs> um but anyways all right well, um, very good review thank you so much for well that. well we really... uh, it's not done yet it's not, oh it's you keep oh going. there's more yeah. wow i didn't one second, one think second. you could okay. pack as much praise in there uh hey you know we take it all okay <laughs> um i would binge that content as much as i do your stuff now Find a way to engage your fans into future episodes like answering listener questions, seeking feedback via Google Forms, Docs, etc. Oh, I like that recommendation. Yeah. Also, I want you both to do your best echo impressions by picking <laughs> a line each. Uh, okay, I'm going to go first. Okay. This is this is the most famous line. Okay, so I'm going to butcher it. But <clears throat> here, one second. Let me, let me listen to it. Okay, there we go. It's not how much time you have. It's how you use it. Huh? That was, that yeah, huh? that was something. Yeah, I'm basically that's, Echo. You that's know? the thing so. is that like Echo has, <laughs> Echo has uh, such a voice to him, at least for the like League of Legends version, because it's different mm-hmm. at the Arcane one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, he sounds fairly normal, right? Yeah. And it's, it, I think it's actually harder to like emulate normal voices than it is like, like, uh, you know a Heimerdinger or an Alawi or something. Like exactly. That, There's nothing know? like super distinct. There's there. no like fun, like accent really. Yeah, in it. exactly. So, Which yeah, I'll but, uh, show soon because I have a Heimerdinger one coming up, but okay. um, yeah. So <laughs> let me see. Um, time is not on your side. Oh my God. 
Never do that again. Time is not on your side. <laughs> I mean, if you we had uh, Echo right there, uh, I could we're, voice We're going to I could We're going to cancel Mike. Mike has been canceled, okay? Like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I I'm pretty sure that they just casted me as Echo for the next game, bro. <laughs> uh, please don't. No. <laughs> all right, all right. Next. But no, we we totally appreciate that uh uh, uh person uh 3658. Uh, high praise. We, we love Yeah, it, definitely. So. That was uh, I yeah. think that was well, I don't want to disparage anyone else, but that was definitely Definitely like top, top five or top. I'm just three saying, you guys, you guys got so some far. competition, you there know. You so, <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, let's go to the next one. Uh, mm-hmm. So this is, oh god, I'm gonna butcher butcher this name, Karklinif. That's what the name is. Sounds I'm good to me. With it. So, so this one, newbie to this world, market is five stars, of course. Listen to all the episodes after watching Arcane and love all the details provided. Can feel your appreciation for the characters and the world. Wow. Awesome. Thank you very Thanks. much. Trust me, that's years and years of wasted time to make sure I have that appreciation <laughs> for the characters. It, of this we're, we're, we're trying so hard to make those years not wasted exactly, now. Exactly. So. <laughs> this, it's, it's finally paying off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much. Well, let's let's go to the next one. Yep. Here we go. Information overload in the best way from Live to Game. Oh, I like that name. That's, That's a good, a good one, yeah. name. Yeah. I came into Arcane with a very vague knowledge of the characters and lore of Lowell. I knew who Jinx was, and I knew there was something, someone named Timo, and that about covers. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need to know. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this was the perfect way to learn all about this world while getting some great insights about the show from the perspective of two Lowell aficionados. Super informative, and in a way that makes it feel like you're hanging out with old friends. Keep it up, guys. Awesome. Thanks, Live to Game. That is um, high praise. We, we, we love it. So, oh, yeah. um, And we're, we're so happy that you guys are enjoying this So as much as we are. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. All right. Next one. Going to Cruds75. And this one is great content. Five stars. Y'all keep me mm-hmm. company on my walks to and from work. Great insights. Great conversations. Looking forward to listening to it all and more to come. Wow. I keep you company on your walk to work. Let me tell you something. Hey, you We're know, basically that's... best friends. <laughs> <laughs> some reason I have you have uh, an image of you holding someone's hand and like skipping. Yeah, right yeah now, that's, so. exactly, that's exactly what's happening. <laughs> Finally, a best friend. <laughs> All right. What's that song? We're the best friend. Like, no, anyway. That's what would be playing in the background of our song. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, let's go to the next one. The next one is, uh, I love this name too, Casey Trucker. There we go. Uh, Casey Trucker uh, says, um, or the title of this is deep. Oh, that's awesome. So deep and deep. That, that's what that's that's a big thing we want to get in is get into the nitty gritty. Right. You know, talk about the, the 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 stuff that no one else is talking about. So that's right. um, never played the game, but was very excited to watch the show. Came to love it as one of my favorites now, and loved listening to how deeply you analyzed it and it added so much other detail about the world as a whole. Thanks for doing what you do, and I look forward to listening to you more. Well, we look forward to delivering more content to you. So That's right. um, thanks for listening. The, you the know, best content you, to you. Yeah, absolutely. Including so, this well, uh, like two and a half hour bomb, abomination at this point. I know. <laughs> Four minute video. Oh, God. Um, uh, it's yeah. a skill at this point. And I'm point. sure that skill, was Casey, so. Casey Trucker, right? That's, yes, from, Casey that's Trucker. from America. Am I wrong or am I right? 
Yes, yeah, you got America. America. So. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next one I have Bobby Orr. Uh, this is from Canada, by the way, BT Dubs. Um, okay. Great. Five stars, great deep dives, episode recaps, and theories. Accessible for newbies to Runeterra who are fans of the show first and foremost. That is right. And that's what, you know what? Like, I love that this show has just brought in, like, there's literally so many of the people that message us um, and, and leave reviews, apparently, are people who have not experienced the games at all, which is just such a, yeah. for us, it's like a very foreign way to enter, right? Because we've only ever known people who have entered through the game. Um, yeah. But it's it's so interesting that they would go come through from that medium. It's it's honestly like an exciting experience uh, for oh, me it's, to imagine. It's exhilarating. Like, like oh yeah. my god, you have so much left to learn. Like you love the lore, right? Because most people, whenever they come, in, they either like the game or they don't, and the lore is like an accessory. Here, yeah. the lore is the main drive, right? So, and for people who also have a love of the lore now. Right. It's just I feel like your guys are brothers and sisters to us because you're finally more people to join yeah. us on the lore front. Uh, yeah, I just, you know, uh, I just want to say welcome. You there know, you go. You've, exactly. You've, you've, you've entered the, the Rune Terra home. Your home. So. Yeah. Yeah. Home, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and just I mean, you get hype for the future. The future is going to be epic. So, exactly. uh, yeah. Yeah. We're in good hands, guys. We're in good hands. Yes. So. Um, go to the next one. Yep. Next one. Ready? Next one. OK. Man, we're getting so many reviews. This is, yeah, this this is, is awesome. Um, so this is uh, Laker for Life mm-hmm. um, from the U.S. And um, Laker for Life says, best commentators on Arcane ever. Five stars. I've been looking for something to fill the emptiness of Arcane once I finish this the season. This podcast has been great to fill my time and that emptiness. I would love to see more episodes in the future. Well, we've got more coming, so don't you worry about that. There we go. But boom, boom. yeah, thank you, thank you for that. It's that's, that's much awesome. appreciated. So. Uh, all right, so this next one, uh, we have Lenny X. Ooh, I'm excited for this one. And this Lenny one, X knows what's up. That's right. Lenny this one X requested Heimerdinger voice, and as we mentioned, mm. I'm going to go ahead and do the Heimerdinger voice. <clears throat> so here we go. Uh, the title I will read out in normal. He says, uh, "Fantastic deep dives into each arcane episode," and gives us five stars. Now. Let me go ahead and get Heimerdinger real quick. Okay. That's him entering the room. <laughs> okay. And then he's said, <clears throat> hmm. found, <laughs> found this looking for any podcast reviewing Arcane, and this has been the best one so far. The guys go deep into the plot, animation style, characters, and dialogue. Even though they can't seem to get Savika's name right, they still offer the best commentary and criticism without spoiling too much about characters that they know are coming and have potentially already been introduced. You don't have to love or even play the game of League of Legends to fully appreciate the time they take poring over this masterpiece of a show. Thanks, guys, and if you read this, read it in Heimerdinger's voice. <laughs> <laughs> more of that please <laughs> all the reviews now are just going to be like mike do heimerdinger <laughs> okay let's let's put a rule right now you gotta yeah. you gotta pick a different character like you know every now and then okay so um what but a, that was what a amazing. loose rule that is you gotta, oh, i guess pick a character i don't know every now sometimes, and again you know, sometimes. try not to abuse heimerdinger voice you know but if you do it's okay so uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was it was pretty that was pretty good right 
That was amazing. Okay, uh, okay. That was that was way better than your echo. That's for sure. My so. echo was also spot on, but whatever. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, anyways, that will pretty much wrap up the show for this time. I can't believe it is as long as it is, but there it is. Like I, I can, you know, I, I've kind of I can come to expect it. Well, now. just think about it real quick. Like hour long, or no, like thirty to forty minute long episodes, right? We extended yeah. that to already like hour and a half minimum, right? So usually minimum, about two hours. Yeah. This is longer, four minutes four minutes four minutes yeah that's crazy yeah. that's psychopathic like we're we're gonna get to the point where our our podcasts are 10 hours long guys we're gonna get to the so, point where we don't like we're just podcasting not even existing yeah we're just podcasting we're just we exist in a different realm it, exactly you know? the so. podcast realm. <laughs> the worst place in the world <laughs> the <to> worst be. <laughs> realm. <laughs> <laughs> all right anyways guys uh and on a on a serious note really this has been amazing for us we've had so much fun doing this and like i said this all started just because like we wouldn't shut up talking about arcane with each other yeah. anyways so it's amazing to see it come out to what it is and it's also been like a really really cool to see how many people it's affected in different ways you know what i mean just having people come to yeah. us and be like you really gave me the spark that i needed because i was in a bad place because of the pandemic and stuff like that like yeah, yeah, I think that kind of stuff is, is the real magical stuff that I didn't expect to come out of it. That's really been cool. So, yeah. anyways, um, thank you guys very much for that. Once again, uh, check out Sean on Twitch. I'm going to leave the uh, link for that in the description as well as the link for the YouTube video for this. Make sure that you watch that once again. Or you already, you already should have, I guess, at this point, right? So yeah, go yeah. watch it more times because it deserves <laughs> it. <laughs> it really does. It really does. All right. And if you just watched it on your phone, you're not doing it justice, put it on your big screen at home and, and listen mm-hmm. volume up, right? Yeah. All right, guys. That's it for this week. Thank you all very much, and we will see you next time. Peace.